to the Car Sim and Race Driver Show, presented by Hugh Hattrick. Here at Bathurst in the course, my very special guest, basically, Rascal Rabbit, Josh Martin. It's great to have you back on the show. Drive fast and try not to crash. Good evening to everyone out there from all over the globe. You're watching the Car Sim and Race Driver Show. And we have two incredible special guests all the way from the other side of the world, from Australia. And I believe even New Zealand as well. That's right. Definitely. It is. <laughs> Furby yep. and an exiled. It's James is an exile. Furby is yep. Adam. It's great to see you tonight. Welcome to the show. Oh, welcome Howdy. from the other side of the world. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I should be a little bit more upside down. <laughs> well, that's the thing. We've often, talk, often talked about uh, collaborations when we've been doing our race nights and our broadcasting streams, and so we yep. thought we'd put it together. And you with your great podcast, The Simcade, and we're all interested to see what that is all about. Um, and then, of course, me with the, the Car Sim and Race Driver Show. That, um, now we've got lots of questions and lots of people who have been uh, uh, um, joining in and who will be no doubt giving us lots of insults as well along the way, which is always uh, good and fun. And, uh, That's what we're I'm here a... for, buddy. That's exactly. what we're here for. <laughs> now the first question that I thought I have to get out there because it's by Lupi, because Lupi was here at half past eight, half oh, an hour no. before it even started. And uh, <laughs> now if I can get up to you to get me and get to the right question here, um, where are we? <coughs> No, where was the question? Maybe it's taken out. Oh, yes. I hope an exile has done his hair and Furby has had a shave. Is that well, the case? Well, I definitely, <laughs> I, uh, technically, I did do my hair because I did my hair, but I didn't do my hair in the way that I think he's asking. But um, maybe <laughs> looks, we should. Um, <laughs> looks great, mate. It looks uh, magnificent, yeah. as always. Um, Always just working on those car parks, mate. Just uh, seeing if I can fit a few more cars up there every uh, every uh, few weeks. It's all uh, it's all good fun. But uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah. I always uh, I'm always on smoko break. That's always when I drop into your streams. I'm pretty sure it's always Tuesday morning for me for your Monday night stream there, Hugh. Yes. It's, um, I slide past for my ten minute my ten minute allotment to uh, have a smoke or. Do you call it smoker over there? What is yeah, the... that's what cigarette, cigarette yeah. or something? Isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's not... yeah. But, uh, yeah, of course, the outlaw break. over here, the outlaw it just about everywhere. You're not allowed to smoke in public places. I mean, I'm not a smoker, but um, yeah. they've outlawed it just about everywhere now. So it's kind of yeah, they look on you with with a, a kind of devil's look if you yeah. if you if you smoke a cigarette anywhere. But um, but yeah, so tell me for all your your viewers there and for our viewers here from the community, um, how did the Simkid podcast uh, start? What was all that? How did it all get going? Uh, yeah, did, long conversations start, on the phone, I believe. We were just talking way too much on the phone and we were having way too many conversations and we're like, oh, these are semi-interesting conversations that we would like to include more people in. And it's like, why don't we just record them? And that's pretty much what happened. It just became a weekly chat. Um, then we decided we'd try and bring a few other people in on our weekly chat as we just talked about. You know, just talked about the things you do when you like car games, I guess. You're talking about how to get faster and what the game needs to do to change and what new games are coming out and 
just you know just your average dribble i think just it took us friday, uh, friday night took, over it, a beverage it took us a while to actually pull the trigger and get an episode done but didn't it mate mm -hmm. i mean we were i think we were talking about it earlier this year and uh um, yeah it, it took us a good six months to actually push record because we're yeah. just um we're a bit slow mate we're a bit slow yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah trying to work out how to press record on a phone call is uh quite a bit difficult it's a bit out of my league i am a i am a share button streamer so um not knowing for my high tech for gear. the win <laughs> so do you try yeah. and interview people live as well on here or do you do a live no it's all record? just pre-recorded just pre-recorded conversations um yeah we've been lucky enough to have uh, a couple of good blokes on there um yeah. yeah and i think we did our first uh international guest last night so he'll be on the show next week yes um, back, back to back so, podcasts at the moment yeah so. yeah so we managed to get one in the can last night and uh yeah let's kick it off this morning with you which is um an awesome opportunity yeah um, i did want to notice a comment that i saw in the chat just two seconds ago i think it was ian welcome to the criminals in the house mate hey free settlers <laughs> we're free settlers mate came over here <laughs> your family yes. paid their one pence or whatever it was so uh, uh i totally forgot about that that's somebody. something i never would have mentioned you know i never would have brought that up you know but no, there was the thing but uh, yeah. but no, it's lovely how the communities can come together. And I mean, sim racing has grown over the last uh, few years. I think a lot of us started watching people like Super GT on YouTube about four or five yeah. years ago or more, isn't it? And then when we saw yeah. these guys playing games and thinking, you know, I thought I could quite um, have a go, you know, I'd like to do that. And I, and I had the setup, but it wasn't until this year that somebody actually told me, um, you can broadcast live from your PlayStation and and, uh, and then go straight onto YouTube. I didn't even know you could do that, you see. Um, so so that, that's where it all kind of began for me in terms of my gaming side. Um, yep. So that's that's where it was. But it's amazing how it all comes about, and then all of a sudden you get into this community with hundreds and hundreds of, of different people who all love sim racing, and they watch you and they give you comments, and it's such a nice thing to be around. And even when you're having a terrible night's racing, when the penalties are happening everywhere and you're yep. finishing last, um, and I remember my mum watched me once, and she, and I said, oh yeah, I'm getting better, mum. You know, I'm, I'm I'm doing quite well. I've won a few races, and the one race that she watched me was at Fuji, the long circuit. I think it was in a Toyota gt86 and i finished last because i'd been i had been knocked off a number of times and then she just comes back to me and says you told me you were supposed to be good at this you finished the the chat always keeps you motivated as we see the chat scrolling past now a few big names up in here we've got digital Chats car culture Chad Rice, and the loop man himself so yeah yes. g'day fellas we'll say hi but mr. Uh, yeah ian, something mr ian as well andrew yeah. everybody I it's great the, to see uh, everyone especially all our new subscribers and our existing subscribers it's great to have you all with us so we've got we need to put questions out to all of us and i think um it's only right that we should write our, we should invite our guests there so i can get out of it for a few minutes and uh, it's it's uh, we should ask you some questions but so how do you find um well, how, how did both of your careers start then in sim racing because you've both got rigs you're both doing lots of good races how, how did that all start your turn. Uh, you my turn. <laughs> yeah, you, you've already uh, you've already had your turn, mate. Okay, that's how did I start? How did I start? I I started playing uh, Gran Turismo, the first one, of course. I think like everybody else did, um, and just kept playing a lot of car games, 
probably had a break for maybe five years or so. Uh, got into Forza more than Gran Turismo when I think after GT4, that's when I stopped playing Gran Turismo because it just felt a bit samey for me at the time. Yeah. Got the uh, Xbox crappy wheel, started Forza. Um, and then a friend, Joe, he uh, got into GT Sport and I'd had a PS4 since launch day and never, mm. and had Gran Turismo as well and never bothered putting it in. And yeah, um, yeah. yeah he uh, he said, oh, I've just bought a, a wheel and I'm getting a rig and I'm like, oh, we're getting serious again. All right, let's let's go get a G29 and uh, we just bought a play seat. Uh, got into that and then it was just uh, all downhill from there, mate. Uh, just kept buying, <laughs> kept buying things, kept meeting people, met uh, James, of course. And uh, yeah, then it was just keep buying stuff, new wheels, new rigs. And that's the story of Ferbs. Yeah. Oh, it's brilliant. It's amazing how we all like this stuff. And I mean, you know, I've, I've had my G29 uh, Logitech for a few years now and the same with the play seat. Um, I mean, I'd love an upgrade, but I have to I have to wait and see. My my son is desperate to have my old one, so um, but I'm trying to convince my wife that I'm uh, it's time for a new one. So it's like when you upgrade your car, isn't it? Every three years or so is about right um, to get something new and improved. Um, you know, <laughs> see what you can do. <laughs> it's a it's a good wheel, the G29. I mean, I started on it. I know Inks did as well, and yeah. uh, I rate them. I reckon they're great wheels. Yeah, because you can you can do well with them. them. Yeah, I think you can really improve and. Uh, you can really get a grasp of what's happening. And then I think if you do decide to go down the get a better wheel route, that you can, um, yeah, you really appreciate and understand. You learn, you get that feeling back in your fingers of what's actually happening. Like, whereas yeah. I think if you jump into like a really good refined wheel, it's not going to, um, you might be missing some of the things that you won't miss if you go through the G29. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pick up. Um, yeah. Now we we've got a question for you here. Um, it is from Ian B fifty five. If you had one wish for something in GT seven, what would it be and why? Day and night, twenty four hours, so that you could just simulate the changing light, just so that it's Day and night. just a little bit more realistic. Yeah, you just want to flow. Like I'd love to do like a two or three hour race. You know, start at five in the afternoon, go all the way through dusk. And finish in the night just for for nothing other than why not have a little bit of fun try and get yeah. your eyes used to the lights and stuff turning on yeah that would be my biggest thing having this having statics is good for learning time attack but the dynamics is good for just variable racing I think so yeah because uh, the only way you can really do longer races is if you do a lobby race isn't it on GT Sport it's the only way to kind of get that well in the daily races it's always a quite short one. <laughs> Or maximum of about 20 minutes or 25 minutes um yep. which is it's okay but uh, it, it'd be nice to see um some new extensions or, or different types of uh, races as well because you do find that like a lot of races could be quite similar every week um and it'd be quite nice to get um a bit more i, I, I quite like when if they did like something crazy like you know like the formula one type car that they have that they when they provide yep. a car yeah but you do it on something like um suzuka east you know, which is that oh, tight little drive. Yeah. I think that would be hilarious because, and and then just turn the penalties off. You know, <laughs> or whatever, or whatever. so it might be, it might be easier. 
or or something you know they, there's, there's, there's a lot more scope i think that they, what, what they could do with it um yep. over the next few while i used to do like the career mode as well and i know i think in gt7 that is coming back as well but i'm not quite so sure if it's as relevant now as it as it used to be what do you think on that i think the heavy online play well i don't mind running over some stats there's something like eight million gt sport players but only eight hundred thousand or less have tried the online side of it so there mm -hmm. is a big market for the offline stuff but i just don't i yeah i for myself i can't see myself ever going back to not doing online playing against players like even though we all complain oh he hit me he ran into me he didn't give me room it's much it's much better racing a human than it is racing a computer the computers yeah. i think they need well as far as gran turismo goes the computers need a lot of work before they're going to be enjoyable to race i have heard yeah. acc has worked on that fairly hardly or fairly mm. hard um but yeah it just doesn't Grand, gran turismo ai is probably the worst in any game i've ever played for sure yeah it's just, it's, it's just uh they just ram into you it's been like that since gt gran turismo hasn't yeah, it's yes. never changed unfortunately so yeah and they're quite easy to, to to beat in the most part once you get used to the style of racing yeah you can kind of read it how it's going to go so it's fairly straightforward to win most of the races if you're you know fairly reasonable at the game i think isn't it but uh, yeah just yeah. just throw it in there mate just give it a bomb <laughs> and uh gotta get the, that gold and tick some boxes so yeah <laughs> <laughs> Had a platinum GT fun. Sport just just for the record. Oh, that's <laughs> I'll pretty good. Got a bit of flack for that. But, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, now we've got yeah. a. So I've got a quick question from Lupi there. Um, can we can we confirm if an exile plays Fortnite? So do you play Fortnite? I Love definitely it. participate in Love Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> I have even played with him, and I was terrible. You got to be grumpy because. <laughs> playing I, uh, some sort of team thing and sorry inks you know i'm just yeah i suck at that game yeah my son still lives in australia so one of the small opportunities i have to spend time with him is we crank out Fortnite together so you'll often see my profile lost in Fortnite for hours on end as we uh as we i don't know what, what do you do in Fortnite? as you level up i guess <laughs> i don't know we run around get guns shoot stuff come on stuff. Mate. you, you uh, know what's going on you've you've called me on bloody uh oh on, on discord yeah what are you doing bro come on let's let's play some Fortnite, bro no i don't believe yes you. no i've got the recording mate i record everything mate uh no no definitely not uh, but i uh yeah yeah no it happens it is um that's the i think that's the only two games that my ps4 plays yeah digital culture was saying you heard that i only played gran turismo well uh yeah that's pretty much it i've only ever bought playstations to play gran turismo that's the only reason mm -hmm. i'd ever owned one haven't but, really played uh, any other games wouldn't consider myself I'll, a gamer i'll and, be giving um, you some good yeah. suggestions soon buddy Look i out for that i just <laughs> accidentally fell into gt sport online with a wheel i was actually given a wheel for free um, oh. by a friend that had a second wheel and he wanted to race me he's like dude just here have my wheel and just jump on the wheel and race me because i was um concentrating on um, <coughs> i was concentrating on the controller i'd watched every youtube video that says controller players are fast as wheel players and i couldn't even get close um jumped onto the wheel and not instantly got up to speed but i think within 
within 30 minutes or so. Actually, I think it was instantly. I instantly blew my controller times wow. away by two or three seconds. As soon as I got on the wheel, I was like, oh, this is heaps easier. Um, yeah. Because, yeah, as Keith asks, have I ever raced? No, I haven't raced, but I have done my fair share of track days in real cars. Um, mm -hmm. I'm heavily into time attack. I go and watch, like, uh, follow some of the Japanese time attack, and I follow, like, the Australian time attack scene, um, and I've tried to time attack my own cars on occasion. So that's mm -hmm. really where my love comes of uh, just eking out every last tenth. Um I don't consider myself too much of a racer. I really, I play the game because I just want to be faster. Like I don't, racing's not that interesting. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah so it's two very different things though, isn't it? Because I think people go down the time trial route to try and get yeah. a really good time and learn how to go faster and that. But then if they do too much of that, it does affect your race craft, isn't yeah, it? Because you definitely. don't get the race experience. And that's what I was trying to exactly. do earlier in the year. I wanted to be more competitive so I'd be further up the grid. But then I'd yep. find that my race craft was terrible or I was yeah. just going down the grid, you know, if it was a, if it yep. was a tough hobby. Um, <clears> and so it's trying to work on the race craft um, yeah, and definitely. trying to build your DR and things like that for the game to try and go up the field. Because um, yep. of course you do, there's it track guides and lap guides as well, don't you? Yeah. Some of your videos. Yeah, How just on... Um, yeah, oh, that, that just because... Oh, just because I was going through the process of trying to learn how to go faster. So I was watching all videos and I was reading books and I was reading a lot of different sources. And once again, I was just on the phone to Furby one day and I was like, oh, we were talking about how to drive faster, do a lap faster. And we just started talking about a video. Like, should I, I make the video to help myself learn? Because uh, a part of, or a big part of partnering, of going faster is you have to watch your own laps and analyze everything. So you need to watch other people's laps and analyze what they're doing. And then you watch your own laps and analyze what you do differently. And so that gave me an opportunity. Those lap guides are pretty much me analyzing my own lap to the point where it's just, uh, yeah. And I, hopefully I can even give you like one <coughs> tip or trick technique or something that I learned or noticed while I was um, watching my own lap that helps other people go faster because you don't mm. I definitely think you should get as many sources as possible and a many as many opinions as possible if you're interested in driving faster that is and yeah, um, yeah. and you just never know what you're going to hear or from which person it's going to make sense like you could watch like three lap guides and you know one guy might be faster but another bloke says something in a different way and it means more to you and it starts yeah, to make yeah. sense and you're like oh that's what they meant by you know doing this or doing that and i've just tried to uh yeah yeah it's hard because you really want feedback on those lap videos but obviously sometimes maybe they're not game enough to give you feedback in the comments mm -hmm. of like what you could do better um so yeah, that's just sort of how that came about. And that's, um, yeah, that's helped me. And I've still, yeah, I'm still finding tents here and there. And I'm still finding little things that I didn't know about driving. It's like, oh, I didn't know I could do that to rotate the car or get a better drive off. Or I didn't know if I sacrificed this here, I could make it up, make it up over there. So, uh, yeah, as we go on, dribble. <laughs> It's amazing how the differences add up, isn't it? You know, a, a little thing like maybe staying in a higher gear around a particular corner, it maybe yeah. doesn't upset the car as much, isn't it? Because like, a lot of the time you're tempted to change down 
that yeah. you know, I need to slow down, and, and that'll that'll give me better rotation, but not always, especially yeah. in the road car races. Um, yep. it, it could sometimes be quite unsettling if you change down and then the car skids, or even in the group threes at the Laguna Seca yep. this week. I was I was going up, um, you know, past the well, as you approach the corkscrew. Uh, yep. I mean, you come up to the breaking point there, and then you you uh, I was changing down too early, and <coughs> I was changing down too early, and um, it was unsettling in the car, and it was all over the place. So when I was a wee bit later changing down, um, it was it much easier, and it, I actually braked a lot better, and I got around the corner uh, without kind of going off into the dust. Um, yep. But uh, so it does. It's amazing how it can all work. Now we've got a question here, um, from which will definitely suit you guys because it is from digital digital car culture. What are your thoughts on Monster Truck Madness? He <laughs> <laughs> uh, had to throw that like, one in there. Sounds like an inside question. Thanks, uh, thanks, thanks, buddy. You well, we will find out. I think in the next uh, month or so. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, are you uh, going to see a race? Or are you taking part in one? Eh? Uh, is, I, th I believe it's a place. PlayStation, what it would it be a PlayStation Four game, or it's a it's a you know? it's a play it's a PlayStation Four game. Um, yeah, we, we we kind of chatted about it last night when we were interviewing uh, Cliche uh, yeah. from Digital oh. Car Culture, um, having a bit of a laugh about a possible new segment in his great new magazine. So, yeah, yeah. Um, apparently, I'm going to review games that uh, you shouldn't have to buy. Like I'll buy them. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and it's it's to try and get in exile to push eject on uh, yeah. ps4 and try and slide another a disc in and it, um it looks like we're going to try and cut him into getting to some uh, yep. monster truck madness which i purchased for about 20 20 australian dollars and yeah it's the worst game i've ever played in my life and i think everybody else should go out and buy it and feel my pain <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's the thing, yeah, though, is that there's yeah. so many great games out there. It is. I mean, when you think now, especially with the PS4, and I know it's changed to PS5, but I think the good thing is you can play your PS4 games. I think on most of the, uh, or most of them, I think are going to be compatible on PS5, as far as I know. Um, but uh, I mean, I love lots of different, uh, as well as the racing titles, like a set of Corsa and a set of Corsa competition. I play some of the F1 games as well. The F1 2020 is quite good, uh, I used to play all the old F1 games as well. So it was always a mixture. Um, you'd have your Gran Turismo for a while, and when you got a wee bit fed up of that, before they had the online stuff, <laughs> you would go on to F1, and then you would have to redo your driving style. Uh, but I was—I could never go anywhere near the times that the top guys were getting. They were always like three seconds ahead and things like uh, that. And I obviously think they must be cheating. There's no possible yeah, way they can. They're definitely um, cheating, mate. <laughs> I remember. I think I told this story last time, but Gran Turismo Five or Gran Turismo Four, when whatever it first became, and you could go online with the uh, PS3 and then set a professional time, and I. I sat down for one or two hours and ground out like the competitive. <laughs> what was it called? The, the the Gran Turismo Challenge, like the where you'd get a drive in a real car. GT. Oh yes, Academy. I had the yeah that's GT Academy. Academy. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. The one. I sat down and I grinded out and I'm grinding, 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 grinding. I'm like, this is the greatest time ever, and it was four and a half seconds off the best lap times, and I'm like, no, <laughs> that is that is that's impossible. They can't do that. It's impossible. And uh, uh, so yeah, it's quite PS3. a thing after that and that was probably the last time i played gran turismo 5 and uh yeah it was um it was over <laughs> for me like it's so demoralizing so yeah well, one of my friends says one of my uh, co-hosts jonathan he says i want train simulator 2 i'm definitely <laughs> middle-aged now you know <laughs> oh, that's good but i've, I've looked you know, into yeah. that too man 
think that's more PC orientated. Some of those uh, simulation games, because I've I've yeah. seen the the uh, police simulator and autobahn and stuff and truck. Oh, what are they real simu- things? Simulating yeah, you can get on. Well, you can get on PS4, but I, I think um, there's a massive community going on in um, yeah. on PC. I'd love well, to I you know, there's a drive some trucks, mate. Isn't it? There's a bus oh, simulator that people some people play. But the thing is, I don't know how how crazy it is because like obviously you got to pick up your passengers, but you can crash the bus if you're not very good. You know, you run into <laughs> I've but always wanted a simulator. I've like, ever since I bought I bought when I went to buy Gran Turismo Sport and bought the PS4. So what was that three years ago? Whenever GT Sport came out, they had Farb Simulator, and we're like, haha, that's super funny. Get Farb Simulator, and it was like it was still hundred and ten dollars or Kiwi dollars or whatever. And I was yeah. like, nah, we can't afford that. It's not on special. Um, but as a joke, my partner looks it up every year and it's never on special. You always have to pay full <laughs> retail for it. But it's like, who is playing Farm Simulator? So, well, that was, a, I always thought with a, it was with a free game, simulator. mate. It was, it was <laughs> a free game the last, uh, I think, three months ago on PS Plus. Yeah, but it was, it was two or three generations old. I think that was 2017 or something. So, ah, it was still all right, mate. But I did see uh, Seeds drive a tractor. Cliche talking about Grand Prix 91. And I yeah. ha- is that where there was three colors? Because I used to play that. Yeah, I'm I never sure I went that. to the next joint and we had it in VGA and it was like, oh, VGA, this is awesome. I was like, this is where my sob story starts. Such a long time ago, when my parents refused. And to let me have a, a color monitor on my Acorn A3000 computer. <laughs> so that was all I was limited to. Oh, there was no, the pain, Hugh. Oh, the pain. A, I know. I, 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 should have sued them. <laughs> I, should, I should have sued them to end the court. Um, but, uh, but, you know, it was, uh, but yeah, so I, was, I never actually, I had to buy my own PlayStation 1 when I left school and when I got oh. my own flat in Edinburgh, you see, so then I could actually game uh, and you actually yeah. have a color, color TV to watch you get to play your games in. I had a green monitor on my Acorn A3000. Um, so the first kind of racing game I played, it was a game called Saloon Cars, and it was designed for the Acorn A3000, um, or kind of BBC type games, you know, the old ancient old yep. BBC uh, computers. Um, and it was great fun. It was it had a lot of flaws in it, though. It would bug out every so often, and I think it was a tape. It may even be a tape that he had to use to kind of load it up. It was that old. Um, but uh, but if you hit the wall, he was always at Brands Hatch. You would go flying along, and you'd, it, the car would just understeer straight off, and you'd hit the wall, and all you'd hear is a thud. And then it just says you are dead, you know. Like this, and you got car picture, and then uh-huh. it just stops, and that's game over. Um, so that was again the first game I ever played that was a kind of proper racing game. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and once again, the PlayStation. Did anyone play stunts? Do you remember stunts? That was about 91, 92, maybe even 93. Stunts. Stunts, you got Ooh. to build your own racetracks and then you raced your car around them and you could have big jumps no, and loop the loops. And I, I did play a small kind of F1 game that you could build your own tracks, but I never, um, I didn't play a stunt one. That oh, because I was, yeah, I was loading stunts up on YouTube recently. I was like, oh, I remember because I think I, I never had Grand Prix, I don't know if it was Grand Prix 90 or Grand Prix 91. I always had to go to my friend's house, but then my parents bought a 386, so we had like the full color monitor. And we got stunts, and it was like, oh, this is this is outrageous. And I was watching it on YouTube, and it, it, it can't be more than 20 pixels, mate. I, I, you can't even see a car. It's just a color. It's like a yellow pixel of that's your car, and then it's just like flat green for the grass, and then it's flat black for the um, for the track, and it's just like, that's it. You, you had, yeah, 
what was I think the car was yellow. If you wanted a red car, you got a red square box, and yeah, it was um, pretty much yeah, it was outrageous. I was like, I can't believe I played that. So the good old days, mate. The good one old of, days. One of the best uh, games, racing games, I ever played at the start. On I think it was on PS One, and then on, and I think they had it on PS Two as well. Was uh, it was touring cars, Toka touring cars. Um, oh, and bring back Toka. Uh, oh, bring it they back. were so good. They were so good. Um, and I remember doing. I think it was Toka Two. You could do a whole progression of your career. Um, in single seaters, and then eventually got to the proper um, touring car uh, drivers, and you know the teams that would take you on. But you had to prove your 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 um, uh, your your skills on the lower set on the lower formulas. And they had Formula Ford, and it was fantastic. Formula Ford was brilliant uh, because it was really argy bargy. And if you crashed into somebody else, they would kind of hold it against you, and they would be constantly after you, even though this was, this was AI at the time. And um, they would do everything they could to take you out. Uh, you know, weave across the tracks. So it was really quite advanced for the time. And I remember going around Silverstone on it, and uh, and I overtook somebody, and I, it was a bit of a ropey move. I think it was around Cops Corner on the old Silverstone. Um, and I took him off, and he went cartwheeling over my wheels and landed in the, in the gravel. Um, and I just yep. kept going, because I was fine. So I <laughs> carried on along. And I kid you not, the next time I came around the track, he was standing next to the car, waving his fist at me. They had what? some Yeah, they had some incredible... Oh. Um, kind of like obviously off cuts are these things that would happen if you really yeah. annoyed somebody. So it was, yeah, it was brilliant. Yeah, oh, so it sounds like I really missed something. Yeah, no, there were some fantastic. Uh, I was, I, I, I don't have it anymore, but I would love to try and find that again uh, and oh. play it because it was honestly, it was hilarious. I, I love the kind of Formula Ford style open seater racing. I think yep. that'd be amazing. On so they don't have that on Gran Turismo. I mean, maybe it's more for GT cars, but. I think yep. um, if they had a series like that on, uh, I know they've got the Red Bull racing cars, but they're kind of yep. more extreme. Yeah, they're uh, super upper echelon. So, yeah. yeah, yeah but... Would, did Gran Turismo? Did Gran Turismo ever put in low-level open wheelers? I don't think it did. That was sort of Project Cars, maybe they did low-level yeah, open wheelers. Tisney was saying that they had Project that Project Cars had done a similar type thing, yep. um, but uh, but Gran Turismo's never done. They always did Formula One, but they are, you'd go through a set of tires in about three laps. It's yep. kind of annoying to say the least yep. when you're trying yep. to do a longer race yeah. uh, on that one you did the, the, the career. Um, mm. But uh, what about you, Furby? Uh, you've been we've not had a chance to hear from you. But what what are the kind of your favourite uh, car and race combinations for for gaming? Uh, like games in in general, or yeah, or kind of racing games for for uh, and others. Well, I, I pretty much uh, yeah, it's the Tokyo series um, really got me going early on um i think that was before gran turismo wasn't it the first one yeah, uh, yeah. Colin, colin mccray as well so i mean at the time i was living with a, a mate uh joe cstbfo jad uh he had a massive projector so oh, we're wow. playing we're playing ps1 games on a <laughs> on a pro projector and i mean if, if you did that now you'd probably be going what the hell am i looking at i can't see anything but um <laughs> He, he bought a uh, Hyperstim, which is the wow. F, F1 simulator cockpit, and uh, his buddy rewired all the wiring so we could plug it into a PlayStation. Wow. Um, and that, that was my first sort of uh, jump into a simulator, but we'd be having time trials for Colin McRae, Toka, uh, Gran Turismo, um, and then it just kept evolving, of course, uh, your, your Forzas um your grid loved grid uh i only just picked up grid for uh the ps4 and 
really surprised that I, I didn't get that earlier on. It just reminds me of Toka. Is that the new so, one? Is that the, the new grid? Yeah, the, the new grid, didn't they? The yeah, the, the, re, the remake. One. Yeah, the remake one they did. I think it was a bit too much when it came out. I think it was, you know, 149 Australian dollars. It's just getting Ooh. a bit crazy. Yeah. But um, it, it's, I've been enjoying that. Um, mate, I play anything that's got wheels on it. Like I said, yeah. we've, we've got Monster Truck Madness for 20 bucks, mate. <laughs> I'll play the worst. I'll play the worst games with wheels on just to see what it's like. So. <laughs> well, I always thought because a friend of mine, uh, it was GT UK, um, was doing. Uh, he does a live stream and he does lots of different games. And he did the bus simulator, and I kept saying, "What happens if you if you crash the bus and you you know you if you miss the bus stop or whatever and you hit somebody or you hit a car and that?" And so I never know what's happens. I don't know if they get done if the police come and take away your license or whatever or worse if you well, run over all... somebody. Better. We're all going to have to get some of those games in you and yeah, uh, and have a go because it's all like Grand Theft Auto, which is it was so funny because you, you can you can just hijack a bus and then go for a ride. You know? oh, this is serious, mate. I mean, yeah. I'm sure there's a taxi one too, mate. So you can make the most money in a day. Yeah, you could have Uber an Uber game of uh, how do you get your you know, and then you're going to take somebody along and then and then you've got to get a good rating at the end of it, otherwise no one will hire you again. But. I have a feeling I need to quit my day job. <laughs> there's so many games that have to be played. It's just like there's a whole world out there that's that's uh, missing. Just uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get we'll get you into it eventually, mate. mate. We'll get you into it, mate. Don't worry. <laughs> when you're the last person playing playing GT Sport, mate, that's when you <laughs> that's when you switch <laughs> over. Now yeah. earlier earlier on, Luffy had asked me in the comments. He said, "How did I get started on GT Sport?" Uh, and it was with Gran Turismo 1. Um, like everybody, I think, who, who kind of follows Gran Turismo, that was the first one that they did on PS1. And I remember everyone raving about the game, saying, oh, you've got to get Gran Turismo 1. It's, or, you know, Gran Turismo, it's a fantastic game. And that was it, because it, it opened up so many new avenues for driving. Um, because, you know, they had so many different cars and racetracks. And, then, you know, you have things like Trial Mountain, and you had to qualify and go up and uh, develop your career. I think it's it, there's really no other game that has managed to evoke so much i think for like motorsport fans as well to actually give them a go and what do you what would you say has been the the main kind of things that, have, that is that is in that has kept you going in gran turismo or, or your your favorite parts of gt sport and things um great question i i only got into cars around gran turismo 2 but i did play gran turismo 1 um, and I think it was the only decent car game, which is why I played it. The other ones were just too arcadey, and I was, I don't know, just a bit of a... I liked the realism, I guess, of 2 and I think of... Oh, sorry, 3 and 4. And so I grinded those pretty hard. Like, I was still trying to learn how to drive at that stage. Um, and then I noticed, I think by number 5 or 6, I finally had my GTR. And then when I was driving the GTR, like the R32 GTR in the game, it felt exactly like when I was driving it on the racetrack. And I was like, oh, my God, these guys put so much effort into how these cars are, are handling. That's all um, you wanted, mate. You just wanted yeah. the GTR, mate. That's so, pretty much it. Yeah, <laughs> if you I'm see, sure. I think like James was saying, but like if you see your own car in a game, you're just like, whoa. Yeah. You know? I mean, I had a Nissan Cube. And I mean that that was in Gran Turismo Four, and I was buzzing around on that, going, "This is the the best." And then the WRX, of course, and and now we've got yeah. the new WRX in the 
GT Sport. I mean, if you're going cars in it, you're going to play yeah. it and you're going to, you're going to love it no matter what. Yeah. My cars are yeah. so bad that I don't think they've ever put them in. <laughs> what have you, what, what cars haven't they put in there, mate? <laughs> uh, an old Ford Fiesta. Yeah, I had a, I had a Proton 1500 <laughs> MPI saloon. Um, <laughs> and, so it was, and I actually had to put a tire in the back of that because it was really, yep. um, the, the, it was so light at the back that you could, you'd come around the corner a bit too quick, even at like 40 miles an hour. And it with the back yep. end would step out. It was great fun. But I went to a scrappy and put an old tire and wheel on the boot. Um, yep. So it would weigh it down a bit. Um, I, I had an old Citroen ZX that I bought for £100. And it lasted oh. me two years. So I don't think they'd put that in Gran Turismo. Um, mm-hmm. And a number of other... T- I had a Volkswagen Polo, the most basic car. Uh, I used to think the faster you went, the more powerful the lights became. Beautiful. It was, it was that bad. Polly Friday needs to be listening to these car <laughs> selections. I'd love to see Proton in Gran Turismo, especially the... <laughs> yeah. um, Especially this, what was it, the Cetrion or the Cetrion? Oh, yeah, the Cetrion, yeah, that was popular. They had that in the UK for a while. Yeah, and, I mean, that, uh, was, that, was, uh, that was huge out here. I actually had a mate who we travelled to Sydney to drive back and to pick up a car and drive back that he'd, um, he'd put a Evo engine inside wow. this little little Proton and it was a rocket ship, mate. Because <laughs> they, yeah, like they were Mitsubishi back, weren't they? All Mitsubishi bits in them. So they were actually quite reasonable. Pretty, pretty much, yeah. It was the 1.6. I think it's the 1.6 liter is the standard engine for the yeah, yeah. for that. And they also yeah. made a Proton Ute in Australia, didn't they? They had this tiny oh, little yeah. the, uh, the Brumby, the, the, the Jumbuck. Oh, that's right. I was going to say, I was going to say Brumby, but uh, oh, Brumby it's the super big, big Jumbuck sticker on the back. I think, yeah, yeah. But that's, a, like... <laughs> yeah, but that a name like the... that is definitely going to be a marketing success. <laughs> and, yeah, I think all the lads were putting um, what Evo running gear in those as well. So yeah. boosted, yeah, bring it. Um, and don't worry until they get insurance. You know, it's just like, have you done any modifications to your mm. car? <laughs> yes, yeah, Opal. Yeah. Opal used to be in Gran Turismo. Yes, it did. Yeah, yeah there's so many car brands that are missing at the moment. They need yeah, they at have least ten, fifteen brands. Yeah, they used to. I don't know if it was four or five, but you used to be able to get like the uh, you could get the Astra, yes, um, the Astra. thing of a bob, yeah. like touring yeah. car, uh, DTM oh, car, and there was oh, the yeah. I want to say Astra. it's not a Cavalier, but it's a C word. It's uh, a, remember oh, that four wheel drive V six, the little two door thing. Oh, the Calibra. Ah, that's that the one. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You used to be able to get that in the game. Yeah, that's well, a, um, that's an executive car. That one. <laughs> yeah, like I, I used to grind that car out too because I was a GM fanboy um, into my Holdens, and um, so anything out of the GM family was uh, okay with me. See, so. they don't have that either. But that's a that would be a popular one because they, the the is it um, who makes the V8 sports cars? The, they no longer make them now. What's the one? Oh, it was a Vauxhall brand, wasn't it? It was the Opel uh, oh, like, Holden. Holden. They yeah, not Holden, like the Monaro, uh, yeah, and the yeah, Commodore. And, yeah, I think V8 supercars in Gran Turismo would be great fun. I think that, yeah. you know, on those kind of circuits, that would be a fantastic uh, because, lobby or, you know, race to do. Yeah, I think that'll oh, be a tough, a tough one because, uh, sorry, James. Sorry. Yeah, well, I think Microsoft have had that, have had that since Forza 5. They, they own it, done, they? They, they haven't done it. a, yeah, they haven't done a very good job, I think, because they've always just thrown in two or three. Oh, well, a Ford and a Holden and different liveries and 
away yep. you go. Um, they need to bring back the V8 supercars game. I mean, that was awesome on PS2. Yeah. See, what, what do you think, you know, because I think a lot of us are, are motorsport fans as well as being sim racing fans. And I, and I found that having all these racing games has actually been the, the great way in because, you know, motorsport is expensive. And you want, if you want to go to a big event somewhere, it does cost a lot of money. But the great thing about sim racing is that it gets you into it. You know, you can do it for next to nothing, if not free, if you've bought the PlayStation and the, the, the controllers yeah. or whatever. Um, so it kind of ignites your passion for motorsport as you're racing away. And I think now with this, with all the sim racing competitions and all these things that are happening, um, it's actually maybe going to help motorsport reinvigorate, you know, the motorsport fans and help them. Hopefully, if they can do good deals for the for for fans to get them back to the circuits um, and and let them be involved a bit more. In fact, one of my friends that I had on on the uh, the show a few weeks back, um, he actually uh, commentated on a sim race at Monza. It was you know the Blancpain Championship. Uh, so he was at the end of the pit lane in a building at Monza. Um, and at the same time as the race was going, the, the, the real cars were exiting the pit lane and doing their practice and the whole thing. So, I mean, I think things like that could be fantastic. And I hope as COVID kind of releases and, yeah. and hopefully goes, it would be amazing to see more of those kind of events all over the world. And I think that would get a lot more people into motorsport. What do you yeah, think? Definitely. Do you agree? Definitely, mate. Definitely. Uh, yeah. Sorry, I, mate. Uh, uh, like, I wouldn't mind if, like, those car brands would push their cars like not go for exclusivity like i think toyota yeah. and like to only have their cars in one game if they yeah. could just that kind of mentality you never know mm -hmm. where you're gonna find your next fan so i think yeah. you should be open to having your cars in all the games and all the the moods um you just yeah you really don't know where they're going to come from and it, yeah. it does, like you said, it gets a bit upsetting that Forza owns all the V8 supercar stuff and then there might become a V8 supercar game. So then Forza will lose those cars for that season and you won't be able to have them. And then Gran Turismo only ever had that Ford Tickford, um, like 2002 or 2003 model. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. those, oh, a little part of me wishes the car brands would just be like, no, here's the car. Like as long as, you know, a nice rendered image of the outside of it and then do whatever you like make it into race cars make it yeah, into street cars and push it out and, to people i because in effect that's where their customer base is coming from you know you <clears> think <throat> that's going to reinvigorate the whole kind of people because we we grew up loving cars and just wanting to drive and wanting to race and having fun with cars and that culture is is getting less and less especially when you look at education nowadays in in yep. the schools you know they they, they, they call it especially we've had this over here you know they call people who like cars you know car dependent as if it's some kind of evil term, you know, um, and you know, I know it's crazy. And uh, for example, ruining the planets, ruining yeah. the planets. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the, the Greens were saying that they want eighty percent of people now to use the bus or to use public transport, and just twenty percent of people to have a car. But obviously, for most of us who might live in the countryside or in the outskirts of a town, we need the car. It's, it's you know, we have to have one to get about and do things and have some form of life, um, and you know what it represents. Um, and I think that this is the big problem nowadays because you look at the younger generations uh, growing up at school, they're not into cars like they used to be. Um, you know, they wasn't like they weren't motivated like by we were like like Subaru, you know, um, Impreza, WRXs, and all you know. There's, there's all these car cultures from different brands that we all would get behind. Um, and now you know it's because it's seen as wrong. They're they're not even having a chance to say, well, actually, no, cars are fantastic. You know, they're they're an amazing thing, and driving is freedom. It's, it's an yep. amazing thing to be able to it's actually, yes, we've got to be responsible with it, but it's an incredible, amazing thing. And the funny thing is when they were asked, when the Greens were asked, um, you know, what about uh, if every car was electric? And they said, oh, even that's not good enough uh, because it's tyre 
problems. You know, you yeah. have to get rid of tires and there's an environmental impact with that. So these guys just hate the car. Um, and unfortunately, that seems to be an influence that, that's hitting um, the, the, you know, the next generation. And I, I think I'm hoping that with sim racing and if we get some decent folk running it, um, the, you know, the car manufacturers can kind of fight back and say, look, come on, this, this is a great way of, of this is going to develop your life, not just take away mm. from it. That's what these lot always say. Yeah. You know? Yeah, well, you said everything right there. Like, cars are engineering masterpieces. Like, if you yeah. had to build one from scratch, you wouldn't even know where to start. Um, they're just, there's so much technology that goes into them. And anyone that talks a car down, I don't think fully understands how much brain power has gone into getting them as economical as they are. And you can complain about um, their emission outputs that they have, but they're so much better than they were and they're only getting better. And mm. as long as you keep giving engineers problems, they'll keep coming up with solutions to solve them. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't think it's just, it's not a cut, uh, cut question. Like it's not ban all cars or we should all be having V8s and just pouring fuel, you know, down there. Like, of course there's bad things that come from them, but what's the alternatives? Yeah. Like you yeah. really need to think about the alternatives. And um, the sustainability and of electric. Yeah. Called into question. Um, well, exactly. Well, we're, well, we're what, like 130 years into car technology? Um, yeah, yeah. When we're 130 years into like the same battery technology, then maybe it'll be miles better. But at the, yeah. you, know, you just have I'm to just, do what you think is best at the time. And Exactly. I'm just not convinced on electric at all. I mean, it's interesting because Keith uh, Wotonia has asked a question. Yep. What do you feel about Formula E? Um, I, I like I just wish they had bigger, slightly bigger tracks. You know, I, I do, it's either, again they've done this. It's it's quite a political brand from yep. because they only do it in cities so that everyone can get to them. So they won't. They're missing. They're missing out massively because if that was uh, Formula E at Brands Hatch, you know, yep. uh, that would be an amazing. They'd get a great turnout, and it, I think it would be a fantastic racetrack. Uh, and I'm sure yeah. you, you'd be other tracks as well. What, what do you think about Formula E? Um, uh, I think it's not, not a fan of it. Us people. I don't think it was is it's not targeted at motorsport people like they don't yeah. the cars look aerodynamic but they're not aerodynamic uh they look like cars but they're not necessarily cars uh they don't yeah. race on racetracks i don't think they're I, I think they're trying to create their own vision of what motorsport will be and they yeah. might be yeah. right and they might you know that is where motorsport might go but i don't think that sport is aimed at bringing motorsport people over to formula e it's aimed yeah. at bringing non-motorsport people into motorsport um and i think that's why it's sometimes difficult to see um yeah like you said there's many things like they're not fast enough they're not like for me they don't have enough aerodynamics like they need to be you know twice as aeroed but the racing is all about racing and we see in formula one that aerodynamics pretty much ruins racing um yeah yeah but <laughs> it also makes for awesomely fast cars and awesomely um you know engineering feats um but i don't yeah like i i've tried many times to watch formula e um i give it like a race or two each season it just doesn't catch me and i don't feel like i'm the target audience um yeah, if they were yeah. a game of formula e i would definitely play it and that might help i think that's the next step that they have to do they need to get those those yeah. cards in front of people that are playing the um yeah playing the like playing the car games and then like from because there's uh like the reason i'm into skylines is i think my brother chose a skyline in gran turismo 2 and he's like this yeah. is the fastest car in the game 
then he got into skylines then he showed me pictures then he showed me this and that and then here i am i'm into skylines now you know purely from a game if you put the formula e cars in the game and we get to race them and we get to modify them and put liveries on them then you know then you'll start watching the actual race cars and learn the driver's names and then before you know it um, nah, yeah. you won't care mate i mean it's been around for so long True. It's well, been it's around for a long time, and it just hasn't taken off. No one cares about Formula E, really. Sorry, Keith. Uh, <laughs> I know you probably like it, mate, but it's it's a crap. It's not even a sport, mate. It's like watching tennis. <laughs> now, here's a good question by Charlotte. Um, is Lewis Hamilton an, an environmentalist? That um, that's a yeah. That is an interesting question because he's kind of gone off. I was a big Lewis fan, Lewis Hamilton mm. fan, to be fair. But as he started to bring in his, his own kind of voice of politics, I have to yeah. say I've really gone off the whole thing. And I think a lot of people my age have also gone off. Um, I think we've all thing. had enough of. Uh, I think we've all had enough of Hamilton in a way. I mean, he's a great what? driver, but I mean, the guy what? just posts crap on Instagram and. Yeah, you know, I, I don't really know how to answer that question, but I have enjoyed this season listening to some of his interviews. He started to nerd out about driving and cars, which I've never heard him do before. Like I've yeah, been watching yeah. F1 ever since he's been fast mm -hmm. and he never really talks about driving and I feel he's starting to talk about driving and what he's doing and I think yeah. he's the kind of guy that needs to, he doesn't, he can do whatever he likes, but I would love for him just to nerd out about driving because I think he might be, you know, the greatest of all time and just trying to understand what he's going through mentally when he's in that car and he's analysing everything. Like I think yeah. it might be, you know, earlier in his career, it might have been too much to give away. But I think as he t heads towards the end of his career and hopefully post-career, I hope he really, really starts nerding out about driving. Um, I yeah, because that's so the much, bit, isn't it? Yeah, I think. How he takes the corner. He's never really done yeah. a video on how he, how he, how he goes around the track. Uh, that's the stuff, that's the stuff that people want to hear. You know? yeah I mean, that, I mean, that's what i want to hear yeah i mean if you're the best driver ever like tell us how you do that stuff I mean, tell me how to be the best <laughs> yeah obviously you don't want to and i think he he must be you can see it's difficult for him sometimes because he is so much pressure because he does want to be a personality and he's worked his way into being a personality and then i think these occasions where he starts nerding out about cars is is his escape from being um yeah uh, from yeah. being that personality, you know, I would just love to see that side of him. And I've noticed occasionally this year, maybe like at least three times, he's started to talk about what he's doing when he's driving, and um, that's his strength. And I would love to hear more, uh, more about that kind of stuff. I don't. Yeah, and I yeah, think that's all... the thing because that's the real character coming through. And yeah. Because he was, you know, he he used to watch the Senna videos. I remember listening to an interview with him earlier on, and I used to watch all the Senna videos, you know, back in the early 90s, because they were riveting. They were absolutely yeah. amazing stuff. And if you're a big fan of Formula One, um, they, they, that was the one you wanted. You got the Mansell videos, you got the Senna videos, you didn't bother about the Prost videos, and no, no insult to the French way. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't the same, you know, it wasn't, you didn't oh, have the same kind of I'm kudos. But when Senna went into it, I mean, he had these incredible um, speeches and, and and really would go into every minute detail as to how um, you would target a lap. And I remember one of the, the, the interviewers on the video said, would you ever um, uh, run a race like a, like a qualifying lap? And, and, he, and he kind of takes a minute to kind of think about it and, you know, does this with his fingers and then he comes back. And, you know, I think a lot of drivers would have said, no, I just would have dismissed the question. Um, but he said, yes, and I've done that before. 
uh, whatever race it was in Mexico or somewhere, where he had to come through the field and eventually overtake people. And every lap was like a qualifying lap. Um, yeah. And you know, and and he was open about it. Um, and he was also very open on his like his religious beliefs, his the whole thing that, that his whole character. Um, he was yeah. very much on. He put it on his on his arm and it kind of laid bare um, um, what he was like. I think that's why so many people had such a, a like for him um, because yep. he he was he was a he was a real you know he didn't just thank the team about how great they were and all that. Which we always get the, the, every press conference. You know, it was like you want to be like James Hunt. You know, he's so busy with all these other ladies hanging about that he forgets <laughs> to thank the team. You yeah. know, you know, and it was something a bit more a bit more interesting. Um, at least you know. But, uh, <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, what what was your take on on the on the old greats like that? Do you think that's why so many people followed them? Mm, yeah, yeah, they were just personalities, I think, and they didn't. I don't think they were exposed to the outside world as much. They lived in their F one bubbles. They lived with other drivers, and they were around other drivers, and they were around people that loved F one. So they had more of a chance to just talk about that. I think F one is almost bigger than motorsport at the moment, or has become. And then some of the drivers either want to stay away from that or some want to move into superstar stardom. And I think yeah. Hamilton saw his opportunity to move into superstardom and thought it was a good idea. And then he, there's no real way of turning that back now. The, once the tap's turned on, you can't turn it off. And yeah, uh, yeah, he just has to deal with that now. So, I mean, yeah. as a driver, he is fantastic. There's no doubt about yeah. it. He's, he's running rings around everybody else and, and and still does which i think is a, a mark of incredible character and an f1 ability amazing ability mm. but i remember when he came into formula one because he had that incredible season win in formula two um yeah. and, and and we kept hearing about these i think it was in turkey when he, he spun off on his first lap um and he had to come back through the field and he finished second um and it was a, it's, it's a great youtube video to watch of how, how he overtook everybody and um, so yeah. when he came into formula one in 2007 i remember we were watching him like crazy and from the first going in in melbourne he overtook alonso yeah. didn't he <laughs> he was like he went from fourth yeah. thing on the grid to second um at the first corner and, and headed off um we you know and made a real race of it so we always thought that would be something and i think like a lot of people mm. at, at, in china in that year when he lost the, the title when he went wide and ran onto the mm. gravel and we could not believe it um and also a year later in brazil when he managed to win the championship for finishing fifth, you know yeah. it was an incredible um run but uh, but no that's yeah. that's the thing now we've got a good question um from keith will own you and uh, it says uh, are your families interested in racing at all um or are they despairing um with the amount of racing and gt sport that you all play uh, no not remotely <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, no, my, my my child's too busy playing Fortnite yeah. Giant with the uh, in exile. <laughs> um, and Mrs. Furby, she's uh, too busy playing um what is it, Animal Crossing? <laughs> Animal Crossing. Yeah. She does she does get into it a little bit. I mean she's uh, she's suggested all the, the buying of the gear and stuff after my TGT broke, so it's always good to get a thumbs up from the from the better half. Yeah, right. definitely supportive. <laughs> not, I wouldn't say interested. <laughs> and, <laughs> um, yeah, and there was another question about how did we meet? Yes, uh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just on Grand Prismo Sport, mate. Just grinding I out. Don't the lie, mate. I, <laughs> I put it. I put an ad up on eHarmony 
And, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. You, you, you clicked like, and then like, <laughs> yep. I no, sent a wink that. back. And, yeah, no, it, was, it was just through uh, GT Sports. So. It was just on like Donkey Kong. Uh, YouTube, yeah, I'll, I'll probably say YouTube. I mean, I started watching. I started watching uh, iRacer GT through YouTube, and I think that's where I met, you know, pretty much everybody. And then, um, yeah, found uh, Inks's channel, and you know, after a while, just got to talking and just. Um, hit it off pretty well pretty much had the same ideas and both like to talk about five hours of dribble dribble every day to each other which is why we thought we'd do a podcast to to record it although we should be recording some of the discord chats mate because (laughs) yeah we keep we keep forgetting mate when the when the podcast comes along we're like what are we going to talk about today oh i don't know <laughs> oh yeah nah, yeah nah. <laughs> what, what, what uh, do you say on friday yeah. oh, i don't yeah, know mate. you really do say yeah nah by the way so yeah yeah, nah. Nah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. but uh what was i thinking i was oh, i was somewhere it's gone e-harmony uh, yep Good. yeah yeah I'm i like, I like that one well, well, e-harmony yes sim races a love channel Make <laughs> new friends, <laughs> but no, it, it is actually quite amazing though how you how you go into, especially as you see when you're watching like the the big racers that have been on YouTube for a long time, and then that's how you meet the community and all the chat, and then you see people coming back regularly, and then you end up talking to other people on on the chat, and it's great because then you yep. do build up, um, you know, uh, relationships and things, and then things spring off from that, which is really really good, you know, and uh, and it's it's quite that's how I got some of my guests to be fair. Um, yep. because I said this is what I like to do, this is what I do with my show, and then people say, oh, how does that work? And they come along and watch it, and then eventually you try and get them on the show, um, and which is always quite fun, you know. I did that to bribe a few of them to come on. You know, I give them a wee super chat here yeah. and there and say, like, oh, would you come on the show? And they're, like, in front of 5,000 get- 5, viewers, yeah. and they say yes, so you've got right. a few witnesses, you know. So <laughs> we're, all, we're all kind of yeah. working on things like that. But um, well, yeah, does... Yeah. You're doing a great job, Hugh. I mean, yeah, definitely you know, the best just, job, you just, um, Like you said, you've just got to reach out to yeah. uh, to anybody um, and not sort of be stuck in your own sort of yeah. region, your own game, and just uh, keep the respect there, of course. And yep, yeah, that was yeah, a big well, thing. Just for keeping so many YouTube people, to meet people. Like I was, I was lonely and on Formula E harmony, and I just decided that YouTube, like. I'm not going to meet oh, when I came you know, along, how do you mate, meet sim racers. I, I and so I didn't have any, uh, yeah, no sim racing mates over here in New Zealand. So it was just like, and I'd never done sim racing before. <coughs> it was just, yeah, I just, I thought, oh, if I just start streaming, just start talking, someone that's remotely interested in sim racing will eventually say hi one day. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. And they do. And it's just, yeah, it's been such a wonderful community. I've met so many people pretty much. I would have, I think I've, met nearly everyone that's gone through the chat at least once so um yeah it's awesome to have all your support it's awesome to like do chats like this um yeah i don't know what else to say but it's been a really good experience in my uh couple of years of sim racing yeah, yeah just, keep, it just keep it going mate just keep it going and yeah hello to any of the new people in the chat that i haven't seen before just hit me up on uh, yeah on formula <laughs> e e <E-Hung. laughs> Yeah, and look at my profile. <laughs> so we've done some good ones tonight for sure. But uh, but what I was going to say actually, because obviously with your sim cadres, you've been doing it for a little while now. And um, what what's your kind of plans for the show? What are you hoping to kind of develop it 
into it? Do you have? Are you going to eventually maybe do it on YouTube as well and do a, a live stream perhaps, or um, are you going to stick to podcasts? Yeah, some of the thoughts I've had, like I would definitely like to do at least like oh. one live video a month. I'd sort I of like heard to any of this. What's going yeah. on? Who um, you've been talking to? Um, yeah, that's um, it's it's all a work in process as we learn. You know, well everything's learning. Like first I had to learn how to YouTube. First I had to learn how to PlayStation. And um, yeah, just meeting people, finding formats, finding time. Um, yeah, it's a working. There's a there's a format a format for for dribble, mate. If we got a uh, format no, for dribble, no. <laughs> but um, yeah, definitely looking to move to video. Um, yeah, well, we'll figure that out eventually. I think. Yeah, Hugh, Hugh, you will be able to help us out with that one. Yeah, I think. Yeah, Hugh's oh yeah, man, that's easy. Uh, yeah, you're always <laughs> welcome. A professional in the podcasting world. Hugh, Hugh, production manager, signed. Good stuff. Well, it's quite funny because I was trying to get Jimmy Broadbent to come on the show and I've sent him an email and he, he said on his stream he would come on. So we're just hopefully going to try and sort out um, a, a time and a date. So if anybody knows him who's in the chat, and uh, remind yeah. him I sent him his email. Um, but uh, uh, but he was saying that he had seen the Super GT interview. So well, that's quite nice because at least some of these guys are beginning to see what's happening and seeing you know, yeah. they've seen your show and it's beginning to get out there. Um, and and then they actually want to come on the show because for a first you know the first when you, when you start a podcast like this you're desperately hoping that someone's going to say yes and then they'll come, <laughs> you know you'll come on and it will kind of work um, and some of the big guys in motorsport you know they're quite it's it's quite a hard community to get into um, I mean not so much the sim racing that they, they seem to be quite straightforward but like uh, I've done a few kind of real racing drivers and rally drivers and yeah. I had to go uh, this it was a, a wonderful interview and a wonderful guy um, and the, the late Andrew Cohen. Um, he did the the this, this uh, it was a London to Sydney ten thousand mile race, and you know it takes them ten days to do it. Um, yeah. But an incredible, uh, incredible experience and a lovely, lovely chap. Um, and I known him for about thirty years because he, he lived in Duns. Um, and he yeah. back in nineteen eighty eight, he gave me a copy of the Autocourse um, Motorsport Manual, which were yeah. you know they're really really had these amazing pictures, and he signed it off to me because he knew my yeah, father awesome. who was a doctor. And I, I found this recently, and I thought, my goodness me, this book is, is amazing. And from Andrew Cowan, who ran the Mitsubishi Rally Team for so many years, um, you know, it was an incredible yeah. um, thing to get. So I, I, he was one of the first people I tried to interview. Um, and he said, oh, yes. And, 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 and I knew, I thought, how am I going to even approach this guy? Because he's got his own museum. He's got his own, uh, you know, he's huge in motorsport. Um, and I thought, well, you know, is he even going to take me seriously? Um, and uh, so I managed to get through to him, and for friends of a friend, we got connected uh, and he said, yes, yeah, just come to the house um, and uh, you can just do it there. And of course, I wasn't at all ready for that because I've only got a little <laughs> microphone and my mobile phone. So that's all I had. Bro, mate, bro. Are you phone in between you and just press record and start you know, I thought he would come it, to mine, but it won't come to an old kind of council house wreck of a place, you know, to kind of call on and do an interview, you know. Um, but um, so I went to his house. It was this beautiful, beautiful place and estate. Um, and uh, I thought they wouldn't let me in the door at the gates, you know. But uh, so it was, it was, I had an old, because my old car was a Datsia Logan Estate, which yeah. is, you know, it looked like a kind of Uber car, you know. So you just uh, turned up in this old thing. Um, and, uh, you know, and so, uh, but it, it was absolutely lovely. And his wife, too, was just so, so nice. Um, and uh, and we did this wonderful chat. Um, and he, and he talked, you know, he, he talked about his incredible racing career and all rallying career. And he, he was given a shot in the Lotus you know, that Jim Clark drove um, and he was still quick but he just decided it wasn't for him so he turned yeah. it down you know and so wow. you're getting into these characters that were just 
I mean, to be racing at that time, they all knew all the greats, um, yeah. and they were just like, oh yeah, they were, you know, they were just almost like family. Um, and uh, but he was seen as a good driver. I mean, if if Colin Chapman gives you a go in a, in one of his cars, you got to yeah. think that's going to be worth something. You know, that's going to be. You know, they obviously thought it's you know you're worth a shot. Um, but uh, so no, that's how it kind of started. And then I hope I hope to do some more touring car drivers. I'd quite like to get people like John Cleland, who are big in British touring cars in the in the nineties yep. and things like that. And then get on to some of the the current touring car drivers as well. I think they would be they would be great fun. But um, so because you were saying you've been interviewing uh, real racing drivers too, and oh, you did you have one last night, or you've got who you you were interviewing somebody last night? You were saying earlier. Yeah uh yeah we yeah we we'll, might as well share it uh digital car culture cliche from digital car culture uh, oh, yes. yeah um yeah we were just talking about uh, his new uh magazine and um yeah how we got into it uh, what kind of games he's playing and all that kind of stuff so yeah no, that was um it was really good a lot of fun that'll be out next saturday yeah. seeing as we're making this Simcaters episode number 16. Yep. So thanks for joining us, Hugh, on episode 16. <laughs> mate. Yeah. That's all right. I won't charge you. I won't charge you. Anymore. Good. Broke. You know, that's, that's what yeah. sim racers have in common. We're all broke, you see. We can broke, barely afford a wheel, you know. <laughs> yeah. We're happy. We're a happy you know? bunch, apparently. <laughs> yeah, definitely the happiest. Definitely the happiest. Um, uh, yeah is so, yeah like how about keith's question here that's an awesome question coming oh yes you. about the formula two cars i was just going to yeah. come on to that if you were given the keys to a formula two car how many laps could you do at silverstone before crashing zero probably, <laughs> yeah, probably, probably gets 300 right. meters mate welcome to the car sim and race driver show presented by Hugh Hattrick. Here at Bathurst in the course, my very special guest, basically, Rascal Rabbit, Josh Martin. It's great to have you back on the show. Drive fast and try not to crash. Good evening to everyone out there from all over the globe. You're watching the Car Sim and Race Driver Show. And we have two incredible special guests all the way from the other side of the world, from Australia. And I believe even New Zealand as well. That's right. Definitely. It is. <laughs> Furby yep. and an exiled. It's James is an exile. Furby yep. is Adam. It's great to see you tonight. Welcome to the show. Oh, welcome Howdy. from the other side of the world. <laughs> I feel like I should be a little bit more upside down. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. We've often, talk, often talked about uh, collaborations when we've been doing our race nights and our broadcasting streams, and so we thought yep. we'd put it together. And you with your great podcast, The Simcade, and we're all interested to see what that is all about. Um, and then, of course, me with the, the Car Sim and Race Driver Show. That, um, now we've got lots of questions and lots of people who have been uh, uh, joining in and who will be no doubt giving us lots of insults as well along the way, which is always uh, good and fun. And, uh, That's what we're I'm here like, for, buddy. That's what we're a... here for. <laughs> now the first question that I thought I have to get out there because it's by Lupi, because Lupi was here at half past eight, half oh, an hour no. before it even started. And uh, <laughs> now if I can get up to you and get me and get me the right question here. 
Um, where are we? <coughs> now, who am I? Where was the question? Maybe it's taken out. Oh, yes. I hope an exile has done his hair and Furby has had a shave. Is that well, the case? Well, I definitely... <laughs> I, uh, technically, I did do my hair because I did my hair, but I didn't do my hair in the way that I think he's asking. But um, maybe <laughs> looks, we should... Um, <laughs> looks great, mate. It looks uh, magnificent, yeah, as always. Um, always just working on those car parks, mate. Just uh, seeing if I can fit a few more cars up there every uh, every uh, few weeks. It's all, uh, <laughs> it's all good fun. But, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, I always... Uh, I'm always on smoke break. That's always when I drop into your streams. I'm pretty sure it's always Tuesday morning for me for your Monday night stream there, Hugh. Yes. It's, um, I slide past for my 10-minute 10 10 allotment to uh, have a smoke. Or Do you call it smoke over there? What is yeah, the... Yeah, it's worth a cigarette, a cigarette yeah. or something, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's yeah. But, uh, the, outlaw over here, the outlaw act is about everywhere. You're not allowed to smoke in public places. I mean, I'm not a smoker, but um, yeah. they've outlawed it just about everywhere now. So it's kind of, yeah, they look on you with, with a, a kind of devil's look. If you, yep. if you if you smoke a cigarette anyway but um but yeah so tell me for all your your viewers there and for our viewers here from the community um how did the simk podcast uh, start what was all that how did it all get going uh, uh, yeah did, long conversations start, on the phone i believe we were just talking way too much on the phone and we were having way too many conversations and we're like oh these are semi-interesting conversations that we would like to include more people in and it's like why don't we just record them and that's pretty much what happened. It just became a weekly chat. Um, then we decided we'd try and bring a few other people in on our weekly chat as we just talked about, you know, just talked about the things you do when you like car games, I guess. You're talking about how to get faster and what the game needs to do to change and what new games are coming out and just, you know, just your average dribble, I think. Just it took us Friday, uh, Friday night took, over it, a beverage. It took us a while to actually pull the trigger and get an episode done, but didn't it, mate? I mean, we were, I think we were talking about it earlier this year. And um, yeah. it, it all... took us a good six months to actually push record because we're yeah. just, um, we're a bit slow, Cause... mate. We're a bit slow. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah trying to work out how to press record on a phone call is uh, quite a bit difficult. It's a bit out of my league. I am a, I am a share button streamer. So um, not knowing my high tech for gear. the win. <laughs> so do you try yeah. and interview people live as well on here, or do you do a live? No, it's all just pre-recorded, just pre-recorded conversations. Um, yeah, we've been lucky enough to have uh, a couple of good blokes on there. Um, yeah, yeah, and I think we did our first uh, international guest last night, so he'll be on the show next week. Yes, um, back, back to back podcasts at the moment. Yeah, so. yeah. So we managed to get one in the can last night, and uh, yeah, it's kicking off this morning with you, which is um, an awesome opportunity. Yeah, um, I did want to notice a comment that I saw in the chat just two seconds ago. I think it was Ian. Welcome to the criminals in the house, mate. Hey, free settlers. <laughs> We're free settlers, mate. Came over here. You <laughs> fairly yes. paid their one pence or whatever it was. So. Uh, uh, I totally forgot about that. That's something money. I never would have mentioned. You know, I never would have brought that up. You know, but so there was the thing. But, uh, yeah. but no, it's lovely how the communities can come together. And I mean, sim racing has grown over the last uh, few years. I think a lot of us started watching people like Super GT 
on YouTube about four or five years ago or more, isn't it? And then when we saw yeah. these guys playing games and thinking, you know, I thought I could quite um, have a go, you know, I'd like to do that. And I, and I had the setup, but it wasn't until this year that somebody actually told me, um, you can broadcast live from your PlayStation and and, uh, and then go straight onto YouTube. I didn't even know you could do that, you see? Um, so so that, that's where it all kind of began for me in terms of my gaming side. Um, yeah. So that's, that's where it was. But it's amazing how it all comes about. And then all of a sudden you get into this community with hundreds and hundreds of, of different people who all love sim racing and they watch you and they give you comments. And it's such a nice thing to be around. And even when you're having a terrible night's racing when the penalties are happening everywhere and you're yeah. finishing last. Um, and I remember my mum watched me once and, and I said, oh yeah, I'm getting better, mum. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing quite well. I've won a few races. And the one race that she watched me was at Fuji, the long circuit. I think it was in a Toyota GT86, and I finished last because I'd been I'd been knocked off a number of times. And then she just comes back to me and says, "You told me you were supposed to be good at this. You finished last." <laughs> I was going to say was... the the chat always keeps you motivated. As we see the chat scrolling past now, a few big names up in here. We've got Digital Chats Car Culture, Chad Rice, and the Luke Man himself. So yeah, yes. g'day fellas. We'll say hi. But uh, yeah, Ian, something. Mr. Ian as well. Andrew, yeah. everybody. Hi. It's great the, to see uh, everyone, especially all our new subscribers and our existing subscribers. It's great to have you all with us. So we've got. We need to put questions out to all of us, and I think um, it's only right that we should write. Our, we should invite our guests, for, so I can get out of it for a few minutes. And uh, it's it's. Uh, we should ask you some questions. But so, how do you find? Um, well, how, how did both of your careers start then? In sim racing because you've both got rigs you're both doing lots of good races how, how did that all start you've already had your turn mate okay that's how did i start how did i start i i started playing uh gran turismo the first one of course i think like everybody else did um and just kept playing a lot of car games probably had a break for maybe five years or so uh got into forza more than gran turismo when i think after gt4 that's when i stopped playing gran turismo because mm. it just felt a bit samey for me at the time yeah. got the uh xbox crappy wheel started forza um and then a friend joe he uh got into gt sport and i'd had a ps4 since launch day and never and had Gran Turismo as well and never bothered putting it in. And, really? um, yeah, he uh, he said, oh, I've just bought a, a wheel and I'm getting a rig. And I'm like, oh, we're getting serious again. All right, let's let's go get a G29. And uh, we just bought a play seat. Uh, got into that. And then it was just uh, all downhill from there, mate. Uh, just kept <laughs> buying. Kept buying things. Kept meeting people. Met uh, James, of course. And uh, yeah, then it was just keep buying stuff, new wheels, new rigs, and that's the story of Ferbs. Yeah, oh, it's brilliant. It's amazing how we all like this stuff. And I mean, you know, I've, I've had my G29 uh, Logitech for a few years now, and the same with the play seat. Um, I mean, I'd love an upgrade, but I have to I have to wait and see. My, my son is desperate to have my old one, so I'm, I'm trying to convince my wife that I'm, uh, it's time for a new one. It's just like when you upgrade your car, isn't it? Every three years or so is about right. Um, to get something new and improved, um, you know, <laughs> see what you can do. <laughs> it's a it's a good wheel there, G twenty nine. I mean, I started on it. I know Inks did as well, and uh, I rate them. I reckon they're great wheels. Yeah, because you, you can do well with them. them. I yeah, think you can really improve and 
uh, you can really get a grasp of what's happening. And then I think if you do decide to go down the get a better wheel route, that you can, um, yeah, you really appreciate and understand. You learn, you get that feeling back in your fingers what's actually happening. Like, whereas yeah. I think if you jump into like a really good refined wheel, it's not going to, um, you might be missing some of the things that you won't miss if you go through the G29. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. pick up. Um, yeah. Now, we, we've got a question for you here. Um, it is from Ian B55. If you had one wish for something in GT7, what would it be and why? Day and night, 24 hours, so that you could just simulate the changing light, just so that it's just a little bit more realistic. Yeah, you just want to flow. Like I'd love to do like a two or three hour race, you know, start at five in the afternoon, go all the way through dusk and finish in the night just for for nothing other than why not have a little bit of fun, try and get yeah. your eyes used to the lights and stuff, turn it on. Yeah, that would be my biggest thing. Having this, having statics is good for learning time attack, but the dynamics is good for just variable racing, I think. So yeah, because uh, the only way you can really do longer races is if you do a lobby race, isn't it? On GT Sport, it's the only way to kind of get that. Well, in the daily races, it's always a quite short <coughs> one, or maximum of about twenty minutes or twenty-five minutes, um, yep. which is it's okay. But it'd be nice to see um, some new extensions or, or different types of uh, races as well. Because you do find that like a lot of race could be quite similar every week, um, and it'd be quite nice to get um, a bit more. I, I, I quite like when if they did like something crazy, like you know, like the Formula One type car that they have that they when they provide yeah. a car, yeah. that you do it on something like um, Suzuka East, you know, which is that oh. type. Of, or, I think that would be hilarious because and and then just turn the penalties off, you know, whatever, <laughs> or, or, so it might be yeah. it might be easier or or something. You know, they, there's, there's there's a lot more scope I think that they, what, what they could do with it. Um, yep. over the next few while. I used to do like the career mode as well and I know I think in GT7 that is coming back as well but I'm not quite so sure if it's as relevant now as it as it used to be. What do you think on that? I think the heavy online play well I don't mind running over some stats. There's something like 8 million GT Sport players but only 800,000 or less have tried the online side of it so there mm. is a big market for the offline stuff but I just don't uh, yeah, I for myself, I can't see myself ever going back to not doing online playing against players. Like, even though we all complain, oh, he hit me, he ran into me, he didn't give me room. It's much, it's much better racing a human than it is racing a computer. The computers, yeah. I think they need. Well, as far as Gran Turismo goes, the computers need a lot of work before they're going to be enjoyable to race. I have heard yeah. ACC has worked on that fairly hardly. Or fairly mm. hard, um, but yeah, it just doesn't. Grand, Grand Turismo AI is probably the worst in any game I've ever played for sure. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's just uh, they just ram into you. It's been like that since GT Grand Turismo hasn't. It's yes. never changed, unfortunately. So yeah, and they're quite easy to, to to beat in the most part. Once you get used to the style of racing, yeah, you can kind of read it how it's going to go. So it's fairly straightforward to win most of the races if you're. You know, fairly reasonable at the game, I think, isn't it? But uh, yeah, just yeah. just throw it in there, mate. Just give it a bomb, and uh, got to get the, that gold and tick some boxes. So yep. <laughs> have the a platinum GT fun. Sport, just just for the record. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> pretty good. Got a bit of flack for that. But, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, now we've got yeah. a. So I've got a quick question from Lupi there. Um, 
can you can we confirm if an X Hour plays Fortnite? So do you play Fortnite? I Love definitely it. participate in Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> I have even played with him and I was terrible. You got to be grumpy because <laughs> playing I, uh, some sort of team thing. And sorry, Inks, you know, I'm just, yeah, I suck at that game. Yeah, my son still lives in Australia. So one of the small opportunities I have to spend time with him is we crank out Fortnite together. So you'll often see my profile lost in Fortnite for hours on end as we, uh, <laughs> As we, I don't know, what, what do you do in Fortnite? As you level up, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. We run around, get guns, shoot stuff. Come on, stuff. Mate. You, but, you uh, know what's going on. You've, you've called me on bloody, uh, uh, on, on Discord, going, what are you doing, bro? Come on, let's, let's play Fortnite, bro. <laughs> no, I don't believe you. Yes. No, I've got the recording, <laughs> mate. I record everything, mate. Uh, <laughs> no, no, definitely not. Uh, but I, uh, yeah. Yeah, no, it happens. It is. Um, that's the. I think that's the only two games that my PS4 plays. Yeah, Digital Culture was saying you heard that I only played Gran Turismo. Well, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. I've only ever bought Playstations to play Gran Turismo. That's the only reason I'd ever own one. Haven't but, really played uh, any other games. Wouldn't consider myself I'll, a gamer. I'll yeah, be giving uh, you some good yeah. suggestions soon, buddy. Look out for that. I just accidentally fell into GT Sport Online with a wheel. I was actually given a wheel for free um, oh. by a friend that had a second wheel and he wanted to race me. He's like, dude, just here, have my wheel and just jump on the wheel and race me because I was um, concentrating on um, <coughs> I was concentrating on the controller. I'd watched every YouTube video that says controller players are fast as wheel players and I couldn't even get close. Um, jumped onto the wheel and not instantly – Got up to speed, but I think within within thirty minutes or so. Actually, I think it was instantly. I instantly blew my controller times wow. away by two or three seconds. As soon as I got on the wheel, I was like, "Oh, this is heaps easier." Um, yeah. Because yeah, as Keith asked, have I ever raced? No, I haven't raced, but I have done my fair share of track days in real cars. Um, mm -hmm. I'm heavily into Time Attack. I go and watch like. Uh, follow some of the japanese time attack and i follow like the australian time attack scene um and i've tried to time attack my own cars on occasion so that's mm -hmm. really where my love comes of uh just eking out every last tenth um i don't consider myself too much of a racer i really i play the game because i just want to be faster like i don't racing is not that interesting yeah. So yeah. Yes, yeah, so it's two di very different things, though, isn't it? Because I think people go down the time trial route to try and get yeah. a really good time and learn how to go faster and that. But then if they do too much of that, it does affect your racecraft, isn't yeah, it? Because you definitely. don't get the race experience, and that's what I was trying to exactly. do earlier in the year. I wanted to be more competitive, so I'd be further up the grid. But then I'd yeah. find that my racecraft was terrible, or what I was yeah. just going down the grid. You know, if it was a, if it yeah. was a tough lobby, um, <clears> and so it's trying to work on the racecraft um, yeah, and definitely. trying to build your DR and things like that for the game. To try and go up the field, um, which is because yeah. you do there's it track guides and lap guides as well, don't you? Yeah, some of your videos. Yeah, How just on. Um, yeah, oh that that just because oh just because I was going through the process of trying to learn how to go faster. So I was watching all videos and I was reading books and I was reading a lot of different sources. And once again, I was just on the phone to Furby one day and I was like, "Oh, we were talking about how to." drive faster do a lap faster and we just started talking about a video like should i 
I make the video to help myself learn because uh, a part of or a big part of partly of going faster is you have to watch your own laps and analyze everything so you need to watch other people's laps and analyze what they're doing then you watch your own laps and analyze what you do differently and so that gave me an opportunity those lap guides are pretty much me analyzing my own lap to the point where it's just uh yeah and I, hopefully i can even give you like one <coughs> tip or trick technique or something that i learned or noticed while i was um watching my own lap that helps other people go faster because you don't mm. i definitely think you should get as many sources as possible and as many as many opinions as possible if you're interested in driving faster that is and yeah. um yeah and you just never know what you're going to hear or from which person it's going to make sense like you could watch like three lap guides and you know one guy might be faster but another bloke says something in a different way and it means more to you and it starts yeah, to make yeah. sense and you're like oh that's what they meant by you know doing this or doing that and i've just tried to uh yeah yeah it's hard because you really want feedback on those lap videos but obviously sometimes maybe they're not game enough to give you feedback in the comments of like what you could do better. Um, so yeah, that's just sort of how that came about. And that's, um, yeah, that's helped me. And I've still, yeah, I'm still finding tense here and there and I'm still finding little things that I didn't know about driving. It's like, Oh, I didn't know I could do that to rotate the car or get a better drive off. Or I didn't know if I sacrificed this here, I could make it up, make it up over there. So, uh, yeah. As we go on dribble. It's amazing how the differences add up, isn't it? You know, a, a little thing like maybe staying in a higher gear around a particular corner, it maybe yeah. doesn't upset the car as much, isn't it? Like a lot of the time you're tempted to change down, thinking, yeah. oh, I need to slow down and, and that'll that'll give me better rotation, but not always, especially yeah. in the road car races. Um yeah. it, it could sometimes be quite unsettling if you change down and then the car skids or even in the group threes that the, the Laguna Sega yeah. this week. I was I was going up um you know past the well, as you approach the corkscrew. Uh, yep. I mean, you come up to the breaking point there, and then you—you, you, uh, I was changing down too early. And <coughs> I was changing down too early. Um, it was unsettling the car, and it was all over the place. So when I was a wee bit later changing down, um, it was it much easier, and it, I actually braked a lot better, and I got around the corner uh, without kind of going off into the dust. Um, yep. But uh, so it does. It's amazing how it can all work. Now we've got a question here um, from which will definitely suit you guys because it is from digital digital car culture. What are your thoughts on Monster Truck Madness? He <laughs> <laughs> uh, had to throw that like, one in there. Sounds like an inside question. Thanks, uh, thanks, thanks, buddy. You well, we will find out. I think in the next uh, month or so. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, are you uh, going to see a race? Or are you taking part in one? Are you? Uh, I, I believe it's a place. PlayStation, what it would it be a PlayStation Four game, or it's a it's a you know? it's a play it's a PlayStation Four game. Uh, yeah, we, we we kind of chatted about it last night when we were interviewing uh, Cliche uh, yeah. from Digital oh. Car Culture, um, having a bit of a laugh about a possible new segment in his great new magazine. So, yeah, yeah. Um, apparently, I'm going to review games that uh, you shouldn't have to buy. Like I'll buy them. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and it's it's to try and get in exile to push eject on uh, yeah. ps4 and try and slide another a disc in and it, um it looks like we're going to try and cut him into getting to some uh, yep. monster truck madness which i purchased for about 20 
20 Australian dollars and yep. it's the worst game I've ever played in my life. And I think everybody else should go out and buy it and feel my pain. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing yep. though, is that there's so many great games out there. It is. I mean, when you think now, especially with the PS4, and I know it's changed to PS5, but I think the good thing is you can play your PS4 games. I think on most of the, uh, or most of them, I think are going to be compatible on PS5, as far as I know. Um, but uh, I mean, I love lots of different, uh, as well as the racing titles, like a set of Corsa and a set of Corsa competition. I play some of the F1 games as well. The F1 2020 is quite good, uh, and I used to play all the old F1 games as well. So it was always a mixture. Uh, you'd have your Gran Turismo for a while, and when you got a wee bit fed up of that, before they had the online stuff, <laughs> you would go on to F1, and then you would talk, have to redo your driving style. Uh, but I was—I could never go anywhere near the times that the top guys were getting. They were always like three seconds ahead and things like uh, that. And I obviously think they must be cheating. There's no possible yeah, way they can. They're definitely uh, cheating, you know, mate. <laughs> I, uh, I remember. I think I told this story last time, but Gran Turismo Five or Gran Turismo Four, when whatever it first became, and you could go online with the uh, PS3 and then set a professional time, and I. I sat down for one or two hours and ground out like the competitive. <laughs> what was it called? The, the the Gran Turismo Challenge, like the where you could get a drive in a real car. GT. Oh yes, Academy. I had the, yeah, that's GT Academy. Academy. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. The one. I sat down and I grinded out and I'm grinding, 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 grinding. I'm like, this is the greatest time ever, and it was four and a half seconds off the best lap times, and I'm like, no, <laughs> that is that is that's impossible. They can't do that. It's impossible. And uh, uh, so yeah, it's, it's quite PS3. A thing after that and that was probably the last time i played gran turismo 5 and uh yeah it was um, it was over for me like so demoralizing so yeah well, one of my friends is here one of my uh, co-hosts jonathan he says i want train simulator 2 i'm definitely <laughs> middle-aged now you know <laughs> oh, that's dance good but i've looked you know, into that too man you know, so uh, I, think, I think that's more pc orientated some of those uh simulation games because i've, I've yeah. seen the the uh, police simulator and autobahn and stuff and truck. Oh, what are they real Simu yeah, Simulating yeah, you can get on. Well, you can get on PS4, but I, I think um, there's a massive community going on in um, yeah. on PC. I'd love well, to. I thought you know, there's a bus simulator. Trucks, Isn't it? There's a bus oh, simulator that people, some people play. But the thing is, I don't know how how crazy it is because, like, obviously you're going to pick up your passengers, but you can crash the bus if you're not very good. Simulator. I've like, ever since I bought, I bought when I went to my Gran Turismo Sport and bought the PS4. So what was that three years ago? Whenever GT Sport came out, they had Farb Simulator, and we're like, "Ha ha, that's super funny! Get Farb Simulator!" And it was like, it was still one hundred and ten dollars or Kiwi dollars or whatever. And I was yeah. like, "Nah, we can't afford that. It's not on special." Um, but as a joke, my partner looks it up every year, and it's never on special. You always have to pay full <laughs> retail for it. But it's like, who is playing Farm Simulator? So, well, that was a, I always thought with the, it was with a free game, mate. It was it was a free game <laughs> the last uh, I think three months ago on PS Plus. Yeah, but Farm Simulator it was two or three generations old. I think that was 2017 or something. So, ah, it was still all right, mate. But I did see uh, Seeds drive a tractor. Cliche talking about Grand Prix '91. And I had, yeah. is that where there was three colours? Because I used to play that. Yeah, I'm I never sure I went that. to the next joint and we had it in VGA and it was like, oh, VGA, this is awesome. I was like, this is where my sob story starts. Such a long time ago, my parents refused um, to let me have a, a colour monitor on my Acorn A3000 <laughs> computer. So that was all I was limited to. Oh, there was no, the pain, Hugh. Oh, the pain. A, I know. I, I, I should have sued, <laughs> I should have sued them to enter court. Um, but uh, but you know, it was uh, but yeah, so I was I never actually I had to buy my own PlayStation One 
when I left school and when I got oh. my own flat in Edinburgh, you see, so then I could actually game uh, and actually yeah. have a color color TV to watch you get to play your games in. I had a green monitor on my Acorn A3000. Um, so the first kind of racing game I played, it was a game called Saloon Cars uh, that was designed for the Acorn A3000 um, or kind of BBC type games, you know, the old ancient old yep. BBC uh, computers. Um, and it was great fun. It was it had a lot of flaws in it, though. It would bug out every so often. And I think it was a tape. It may even have been a tape that he had to use to kind of load it up. It was that old. Um, but uh, but if you hit the wall, he was always at Brands Hatch. You would go flying along and you'd, it, it, the car would just understeer straight off. And you'd hit the wall and you, all you'd hear is a thud. And then it just says, you are dead. You know, like this. And you got a car picture and then uh -huh. it just stops. And that's game over. Um, so that was again the first game I ever played that was a kind of proper racing game. Um, and once uh, again, to PlayStation. Oh, yeah. What is that? Oh, <laughs> Did anyone play stunts? Do you remember stunts? That was about 91, 92, maybe even 93. Stunts. You got to build your own racetracks and then you raced your car around them and you could have big jumps no. and loop the loops. And... I, I did play a small kind of F1 game that you could build your own tracks, but I never, um, I didn't play a stunt one. Oh, because I was, yeah, I was loading stunts up on YouTube recently. I was like, oh, I remember because I think I, I never had Grand Prix. I don't know if it was Grand Prix 90 or Grand Prix 91. I always had to go to my friend's house, but then my parents bought a 386. So we had like the full color monitor and we got stunts. And it was like, oh, this is, this is outrageous that <laughs> I was watching. YouTube and it, it it can't be more than twenty pixels, mate. I, I, you can't even see a car; it's just a color, just like a yellow pixel of that's your car, and then it's just like flat green for the grass, and then it's flat black for the um, for the track, and it's just like that's it. You you had, yeah. What was I think the car was yellow. If you wanted a red car, you got a red square box, and yeah, ah. it was um, pretty much. Yeah, it was outrageous. I was like, I can't believe I played that. So the good old days, mate. The good one old of, days. One of the best uh, games, racing games, I ever played at the start. On I think it was on PS One, and then and then had it on PS Two as well. Was uh, it was touring cars, Toka touring cars. Um, oh, and, bring back Toka. Uh, bring oh, it they back. They were so good. They were so good. Um, I remember doing. I think it was Toka Two. You could do a whole progression of your career um, in single seaters, and then eventually you got to the proper um, touring car uh, drivers, and you know the teams that would take you on but you had to prove your 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 um uh, your your skills on the lower set on the lower formulas and they had formula ford and it was fantastic formula ford was brilliant uh, because it was really argy bargy and if you crashed into somebody else they would kind of hold it against you and they would be constantly after you even though this was, this was ai at the time and um, they would do everything they could to take you out uh, you know weave across the tracks so it was really quite advanced for the time and i remember going around silverstone on it and uh, and i overtook somebody and I, it was a bit of a ropey move i think it was around cops corner on the old silverstone um and i took him off and he went cartwheeling over my wheels and landed in the, in the gravel um, and i just yep. kept going because i was fine so <laughs> i carried on along and i kid you not the next time i came around the track he was standing next to the car waving his fist at me they had what? some yeah they had some incredible oh. um kind of like obviously off cuts or these things that would happen if you really yeah. annoyed somebody, so it was, yeah, it was brilliant. Yeah, oh, so it sounds like I really missed something. Yeah, no, there were some fantastic. Uh, I was, I, I, I don't have it anymore, but I would love to try and find that again uh, and oh. play it because it was honestly, it was hilarious. I, I love the kind of Formula Ford style open seater 
racing. I think yeah. that'd be amazing. On so they don't have that on Gran Turismo. I mean, maybe it's more for GT cars, but I think yeah. um, if they had a series like that on, uh, I know they've got the Red Bull racing cars, but they're kind of yeah. more extreme. Yeah, they're uh, super upper echelon. So yeah. yeah, yeah um, but, did Gran Turismo did Gran Turismo ever put in low level open wheelers? I don't think it did. That was sort of project cars, maybe? They did low yeah, level I open wheelers, I think. Tisney was saying that they had project that project cars had done a similar type thing. Yeah. Um but uh, but Gran Turismo's never done they always did Formula One, but they are, you'd go through a set of tires in about three laps. It's yeah. just kind of annoying to say the least yeah. when you're trying yeah. to do a longer race yeah. uh, on that one you did the, the, the career. Um, mm. But uh, what about you, Furby? Um, you've been—we've not had a chance to hear from you. But what, what are the kind of your favourite uh, car and race combinations for for gaming? Uh, like games in in general, or yeah, or kind of racing games for for uh, and others. Well, I, I pretty much uh, yeah, it's the Tokyo series um, really got me going early on. Um, I think that was before Gran Turismo, wasn't it? The first one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Colin, Colin McRae as well. So, I mean, at, at the time, I was living with a, a mate, uh, Joe, CSTBFO, Jad. Uh, he had a massive projector. So oh, we're wow. playing we're playing PS1 games on a <laughs> on a pro projector. And, I mean, if, if you did that now, you'd probably be going, what the hell am I looking at? I can't see anything. But um, <laughs> he, he bought a uh, Hyperstim, which is wow. the F, F1 simulator cockpit. And... Uh, his buddy rewired all the wiring so we could plug it into a PlayStation. Wow. Um, and that, that was my first sort of uh, jump into a simulator. But we'd be having time trials for Colin McRae, Toka, uh, Gran Turismo. Um, and then it just kept evolving, of course. Uh, your, your Forzas, um, your Grid, loved Grid. Uh, I only just picked up Grid for uh, the PS4 and really surprised that i i didn't get that earlier on it just reminds me of toka uh, is that the new so, one is that the the new grid yeah the, the new grid didn't they the way yeah the, the, re, the remake one? yeah the remake one they did i think it was a bit too much when it came out i think it was you know 149 australian dollars it's just getting Ooh. a bit crazy yeah but um and it's i've been enjoying that um mate i play anything that's got wheels on it like i said yeah. we've we've got monster truck madness for 20 bucks mate <laughs> i'll play the worst i'll play the worst games with wheels on just to see what it's like so. <laughs> well i always thought because a friend of mine uh, it was gt uk um was doing uh he does a live stream and he does lots of different games and he did the bus simulator and i kept saying what happens if you if you crash the bus and you you know you if you miss the bus stop or whatever and you hit somebody or you hit a car and that and so i never know what's happened i don't know if they get done if the police come and take away your license or whatever or worse if you well, run we're, all, somebody, uh, we're all gonna have to get some of those games in you think, and yeah, uh and have a go because it's all like grand theft auto which is it was so funny because you, you can you can just hijack <laughs> a bus and then go for a ride you know? oh, this is serious mate i mean <laughs> i'm sure there's a taxi one too mate so you can make the most money in a day yeah you could have uber Maybe. an uber game of uh how do you get your you know and then you're going to take somebody along and then and then you've got to get a good rating at the end of it otherwise no one will hire you again I have a feeling I need to quit my day job. <laughs> there's so many games that have to be played. It's just like there's a whole world out there that's that's uh, missing. Just uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get we'll get you into it eventually, mate. mate. We'll get you into it, mate. Don't worry. <laughs> when you're the last person playing <laughs> playing GT Sport, mate, that's when you 
Now, earlier on, Lupi had asked me in the comments, he said, how did I get started on GT Sport? Uh, and it was with Gran Turismo 1. Um, like everybody, I think, who, who kind of follows Gran Turismo, that was the first one that they did on PS1. And I remember everyone raving about the game, saying, oh, you've got to get Gran Turismo 1. It's, or, you know, Gran Turismo, it's a fantastic game. And that was it, because it, it opened up so many new avenues for driving. Um, because, you know, they had so many different cars and racetracks. And, then, you know, you have things like Trial Mountain, and you had to qualify and go up and uh, develop your career. I think it's it, there's really no other game that has managed to evoke so much, I think, for, like, motorsport fans as well to actually give them a go and um, what do you what would you say has been the the main kind of things that, have, that, has, that has in that has kept you going in gran turismo or, or your your favorite parts of gt sport and things um great question i i only got into cars around gran turismo 2 but i did play gran turismo 1 um and i think it was the only decent car game which is why i played it the other ones were just too arcadey and I was, I don't know, just a bit of a, I liked the realism, I guess, of two and I think of, oh, sorry, three and four. And so I grinded those pretty hard. Like I was still trying to learn how to drive at that stage. Um, and then I noticed, I think by number five or six, I finally had my GTR. And then when I was driving the GTR, like the R32 GTR in the game, it felt exactly like when I was driving it on the racetrack. And I was like, oh, my God, these guys put so much effort into how these cars are, are handling. That's all um, you wanted, mate. You just wanted yeah. to keep the armor. That's so, pretty much yeah. That was if all you see, sure. I think like James was saying, but like if you see your own car in a game, you're just like, whoa. Yeah. You know? I mean, I had a Nissan Cube. And, <laughs> I mean, that, that was in Gran Turismo 4, yeah, and I was buzzing around on that going, this is the, the best. And then the WRX, of course, and. And now we've got yeah. the new WRX in the GT Sport. I mean, if you're own cars in it, you're going to play yeah. it and you're going you're gonna to love it no matter what. Yeah. My cars are yeah. so bad that I don't think they'd ever put them in. <laughs> what have you, what, what cars Ford, haven't they put in there, mate? Uh, an old Ford Fiesta. Yeah, I, had a, I had a Proton 1500 <laughs> MPI saloon. Um, <laughs> and, so it was, and I actually had to put a tire in the back of that. Because it was really, yep. um, the, the, it was so light at the back that you could, you'd come around the corner a bit too quick, even at like 40 miles an hour, and it, with the yep. back end would step out. It was great fun. But I went to a scrappy and put an old tire and wheel on the boot, um, yep. so it would weigh it down a bit. Um, I, I had an old Citroen ZX that I bought for £100, and it lasted oh. me two years. So I don't think they'd put that in Gran Turismo. Um, yep. And a number of other, I had a Volkswagen Polo, the most basic car. Uh, I used to think the faster you went, the more powerful the lights became. Beautiful. So <laughs> it, was, it was that bad. Polyfoddy needs to be listening to these car <laughs> selections. I'd love to see Proton in Gran Turismo, especially the, <laughs> yeah. um, especially the what was it, the Satrion or the Satria? Oh, yeah, the Satrion, yeah, whatever. popular. They had that in the UK for a while. Yeah, and, I mean, that, uh, was, that, was, uh, that was huge out here. I actually had a mate who... We travelled to Sydney to drive back and to pick up a car and drive back. That he'd um, he'd put a Evo engine inside wow. this little little Proton and it was a rocket ship, mate. Because they were yeah, like all they were Mitsubishi back, weren't they? All Mitsubishi bits in them. So they were actually quite reasonable. Pretty, pretty and, much, yeah. It was the one point six. I think it's the one point six liter is the standard engine for the yeah, yeah. for that. And they also but, made a Proton Ute in Australia, didn't they? They had this tiny oh, little yeah. to go up against the Brumby. The, the, the Jumbuck. 
Oh, that's right. I was going to say, I was going to say Brumby, but uh, oh, you know, it's it's the big, big Jumbuck sticker on the back, I think. Yeah, yeah. But a name like, <laughs> yeah, but a name like the... that is definitely going to be a marketing success. On the <laughs> and, yeah, I think all the lads were putting um, what well, Evo running gear in those as well. So yeah. boosted. Yeah, bring it. Um, and don't worry until they get insurance. You know, it's just like, have you done any modifications to your mm. car? <laughs> yes, yeah, Opal. Yeah. Opal used to be in Gran Turismo. Yes, it did. Yeah, yeah there's so many car brands that are missing at the moment. They yeah, need they have at least the Opal 10, 15 brands. Yeah, they used to, I don't know if it was four or five, but you used to be able to get like the, uh, you could get the Astra. Yes, um, the Opal Astra. Thing of a Bob, yeah. like touring yeah. car. Uh, DTM oh, car, and there was oh, the. Yeah. I want to say Actually. it's not a Cavalier, but it's a C word. It's uh, a, remember oh, that four wheel drive V6, the little two door thing. Oh, the Calibra. Ah, that's the, the one. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You used to be able to get that in the game. Yeah, that's, a, um, that's an executive car, that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I, I used to grind that car out too because I was a GM fanboy, um, into my Holdens. And um, so anything out of the GM family was uh, okay with me. See, so. they don't have that either. But that's a that would be a popular one because they, the the is it them um, who makes the V8 sports cars? They, they no longer make them now. What's the one? Oh, it was a Vauxhall brand, wasn't it? It was the Opel. Uh, oh, like, Holden, Holden. They yeah, don't Holden, like the Monaro, uh, yeah, and the yeah, Commodore. And, all yeah, those because I think V8 supercars in Gran Turismo would be great fun. I think that yeah. you know those kind of circuits that would be a fantastic. Uh, lobby or you know race to do yeah i think that'll be a tough a tough one because uh probably sorry james sorry. yeah well yeah. i think microsoft have had that they've had that since fours or five they, they haven't, haven't done, they, they haven't done a, yeah they haven't done a very good job i think because they've always just thrown in two or oh, well a ford and a holden and different liveries and away yep. you go um they need to bring back the v8 supercars game i mean that was awesome on ps2 yeah See, what, what do you think, you know, because I think a lot of us are, are motorsport fans as well as being sim racing fans. And I, and I found that having all these racing games has actually been the, the great way in because you know, motorsport is expensive. And you want to, if you want to go to a big event somewhere, it does cost a lot of money. But the great thing about sim racing is that it gets you into it. You know, you can do it for next to nothing, if not free, if you bought the PlayStation and the, the, the controllers yeah. or whatever. Um, so it kind of ignites your passion for motorsport as you're racing away. And I think now with this, with all the sim racing competitions and all these things that are happening, um, it's actually maybe going to help motorsport reinvigorate, you know, the motorsport fans and help them. Hopefully, if they can do good deals for the for for fans to get them back to the circuits um, and and let them be involved a bit more. In fact, one of my friends that I had on on the uh, the show a few weeks back, um, he actually uh, commentated on a sim race at Monza. It was you know the Blancpain Championship. Yeah. Uh, so he was at the end of the pit lane in a building at Monza. Um, and at the same time as the race was going, the, the, the real cars were exiting the pit lane and doing their practice and the whole thing. So, I mean, I think things like that could be fantastic. And I hope as COVID kind of releases and, yeah. and hopefully goes, it would be amazing to see more of those kind of events all over the world. And I think that would get a lot more people into motorsport. What do you yeah, think? Definitely. Do you agree? Definitely, mate. Definitely. Yeah. yeah like, I, uh, like, I wouldn't mind if, like, those car brands would push their cars like not go for exclusivity like i think toyota yeah. and like to only have their cars in one game if they yeah. could just that kind of mentality you never know mm -hmm. where you're gonna find your next fan so i think yeah. you should be open to having your cars in all the games and all the 
the moods um you just yeah you really don't know where they're going to come from and it, yeah. it does like you said it gets a bit upsetting that forza owns all the v8 supercar stuff and then there might become a v8 supercar game so then forza will lose those cars for that season and you won't be able to have them and then gran turismo only ever had that ford tickford um like 2002 or 2003 model yeah. like mm -hmm. those oh a little part of me wishes the car brands would just be like, no, here's the car. Like as long as, you know, a nice rendered image of the outside of it and then do whatever you like, make it into race cars, make it yeah, into street cars and push it out and, to people. I because in effect, that's where their customer base is coming from. You know, you think that's going to reinvigorate the whole kind of appeal because we, we grew up loving cars and just wanting to drive and wanting to race and having fun with cars. And that culture is, is getting less and less, especially when you look at education nowadays, in, in yep. the schools, you know, they, 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 they call it, especially we've had this over here, you know, they call people who like cars, you know, car dependent, as if it's some kind of evil term, you know. Um, and, you know, I know it's crazy. And uh, for example, ruining like, the planets, ruining yeah. the planets. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, the, the Greens were saying that they want 80% of people now to use the bus or to use public transport and just 20% of people to have a car. But obviously, for most of us who might live in the countryside or in the outskirts of a town, we need the car. It's, it's you know, we have to have one to get about and do things and have some form of life and, and you know, what it represents. Um, and I think that this is the big problem nowadays because you look at the younger generations growing up at school, they're not into cars like they used to be. Um, you know, they wasn't like they weren't motivated like but we were like like Subaru, you know, um Impreza, WRXs and all you know, there's there's all these car cultures from different brands that we all would get behind. Um and now you know it's because it's seen as wrong, they're they're not even having a chance to say, Well, actually, no, cars are fantastic. You know, they're they're yeah. an amazing thing and driving is freedom. It's it's an yeah. amazing thing to be it's actually yes, we've got to be responsible with it, but it's an incredible, amazing thing. And the funny thing is when they were asked, when the Greens were asked. Um, you know, what about uh, if every car was electric? And they said, oh, no, even that's not good enough uh, because it's tire problems. You know, you yeah. have to get rid of tires and there's an environmental impact with that. So these guys just hate the car. Um, and unfortunately, that seems to be an influence that, that's hitting um, the, the, you know, the next generation. And I, I think I'm hoping that with sim racing and if we get some decent folk running it, um, the, you know, the car manufacturers can kind of fight back and say, look, come on, this, this is a great way of, of this is going to develop your life, not just take away mm. from it that's what these are always yeah you know? yeah well you said everything right there like cars are engineering masterpieces like if you yeah. had to build one from scratch you wouldn't even know where to start um they're just there's so much technology that goes into them and anyone that talks a car down i don't think fully understands how much brain power has gone into getting them as economical as they are and you can complain about um their emission outputs that they have but they're so much better than they were and they're only getting better. And mm -hmm. as long as you keep giving engineers problems, they'll keep coming up with solutions to solve them. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't think it's just, it's not a cut, uh, cut question. Like it's not ban all cars or we should all be having V8s and just pouring fuel, you know, down there. Like, of course there's bad things that come from them, but what's the alternatives? Yeah. Like you yeah. really need to think about the alternatives. And um, the sustainability and of electric is yeah, called into question. Um, well, exactly well we're well we're what like 130 years into car technology um yeah, yeah. when we're 130 years into like the same battery technology then maybe it'll be miles better but at the, yeah you, know, you just have I'm to just, do what you think is best at the time and exactly i'm just not convinced on electric at all i mean it's interesting because keith uh, well, only has asked a question yep. what do you feel about formula e um 
I like. I just wish they had bigger, slightly bigger tracks. You know, I, I don't, it's, again, they've done this. It's it's quite a political brand from because yep. they only do it in cities, so everyone can get to them. So they won't. They're missing. They're missing out massively because if that was uh, Formula E at Brands Hatch, you know, yep. uh, that would be an amazing. They'd get a great turnout, and it, I think it would be a fantastic racetrack. Uh, and I'm sure yeah. you, you'd be other tracks as well. What do you think about Formula E? Um, uh, I think it's not, not a targeted at us people. I don't think it was. Is it's not targeted at motorsport people. Like they don't. Yeah. The cars look aerodynamic, but they're not aerodynamic. Uh, they look like cars, but they're not necessarily cars. Uh, they don't yeah. race on racetracks. I don't think they're. I, I think they're trying to create their own vision of what motorsport will be, and they yeah. might be yeah. right, and they might, you know, that is where motorsport might go. But I don't think that sport is aimed at bringing motorsport people over to Formula E. It's aimed yeah. at bringing non-motorsport people into motorsport. Um, and I think that's why it's sometimes difficult to see. Um, yeah, like you said, there's many things like they're not fast enough. They're not like for me, they don't have enough aerodynamics. Like they need to be, you know, twice as aeroed. But the racing is all about racing. And uh, we see in Formula One that aerodynamics pretty much ruins racing. Um, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> it also makes for awesomely fast cars and awesomely, um, you know, engineering feats. Um, but I don't. Yeah, like I, I've tried many times to watch Formula E. Um, I give it like a race or two each season. It just doesn't catch me, and I don't feel like I'm the target audience. Um, yeah, if they were yeah. a game of Formula E, I would definitely play it, and that might help. I think that's the next step that they have to do. They need to get those those yeah. cards in front of people that are playing the, um, yeah, playing the like playing the car games, and then like from because there's. Uh, like the reason I'm into Skylines is I think my brother chose a Skyline in Gran Turismo 2. And he's like, this yeah. is the fastest car in the game. Then he got into Skylines. Then he showed me pictures. Then he showed me this and that. And then here I am. I'm into Skylines now, you know, purely from a game. If you put the Formula E cars in the game and we get to race them and we get to modify them and put liveries on them, then, you know, then you'll start watching the actual race cars and learn the driver's names. And then before you know it, um, nah, yeah. you won't care, mate. I mean, it's been around for so long. True. It's well, been it's around for a long time, and it just hasn't taken off. No one cares about Formula E, really. Sorry, Keith. Uh, <laughs> I know you probably like it, mate, but it's it's a crap. It's not even a sport, mate. It's like watching tennis. <laughs> now, here's a good question by Charlotte. Um, is Lewis Hamilton an, an environmentalist? That um, that's a yeah, that is an interesting question because he's kind of gone off. I was a big Lewis fan, a Lewis Hamilton fan, to be fair. But as he started to bring in his, his own kind of voice of politics, I have to yeah. say, I've really gone off the whole thing. And I think a lot of people my age have also gone off. Um, I think we've all thing. had enough of, uh, I think we've all had enough of Hamilton in a way. I mean, he's a great what? driver, but I mean, the guy what? just posts crap on Instagram. And yeah, yeah I, I don't really know how to answer that question, but I have enjoyed this season listening to some of his interviews he started to nerd out about driving and cars which i've never heard him do before like i've yeah, been watching yeah. f1 ever since he's been fast mm -hmm. and he never really talks about driving and i feel he's starting to talk about driving and what he's doing and i think yeah. he's the kind of guy that needs to he doesn't he can do whatever he likes but I would love for him just to nerd out about driving because i think he might be you know the greatest of all time and just trying to understand what he's going through mentally when he's in that car and he's analyzing everything. Like, I think yeah. it might be, 
you know, earlier in his career, it might have been too much to give away. But I think as he t heads towards the end of his career and hopefully post-career, I hope he really, really starts nerding out about driving. Um, I yeah, because that's so interesting, much, bit, isn't it? Yeah, I think how he takes a corner. He's never really done yeah. a video on how he how he how he goes around the track. His that's the stuff. That's the stuff that people want to hear. You know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's what I want to hear. Yeah, I mean, if you're the best driver ever, like, tell us how you do that stuff. I mean, tell me how to be the best. <laughs> yeah, obviously you don't want to, and I think he he must be. You can see it's difficult for him sometimes because he is so much pressure because he does want to be a personality and he's worked his way into being a personality. And then I think these occasions where he starts nerding out about cars is is his escape from being, um, yeah, uh, from yeah. being that personality. You know, I would just love to see that side of him. And I've noticed occasionally this year, maybe like at least three times, he's started to talk about what he's doing when he's driving and. Um, that's his strength, and I would love to hear more, uh, more about that kind of stuff. I don't. Yeah, and I yeah, think that's all... the thing because that's the real character coming through. And yeah. Because he was, you know, he he used to watch the Senna videos. I remember listening to an interview with him earlier on, and I used to watch all the Senna videos, you know, back in the early nineties because they were riveting. They were absolutely yeah. amazing stuff. And if you're a big fan of Formula One. Um, they, they, that was the one you wanted. You got the Mansell videos, you got the Senna videos, you didn't bother about the Prost videos. No, no insult to the French, but it wasn't the same, <laughs> wasn't the same you know. It wasn't, you didn't oh, have the same kind of kudos. But when Senna went into it, I mean, he had these incredible um, speeches and, and, and really would go into every minute detail as to how um, you would target a lap. And I remember one of the, the, the interviewers on the video said, would you ever um, a, a run a race like a, like a qualifying lap? And and he and he kind of takes a minute to kind of think about it, and you know does this with his fingers, and then he comes back. And you know I like a lot of drivers would have said no, and just would have dismissed the question. And um, but he said yes, and I've done that before, uh, whatever race it was in Mexico or somewhere, where he had to come through the field and eventually overtake people, and every lap was like a qualifying lap. Um, yeah. And you know and and he was open about it, um, and he was also very open on his like his religious beliefs, his, the whole thing that, that his whole character. Um, he was yeah. very much on. He put it on his on his arm and it kind of laid bare um, um, what he was like. And I think that's why so many people had such a, a like for him um, because yep. he he was he was a he was a real you know he didn't just thank the team about how great they were and all that. Which we always get the, the, every press conference. You know, it was like you want to be like James Hunt. You know, he's so busy with all these other ladies hanging about that he forgets <laughs> to thank the team. You yeah. know, you know, and there's something a bit more a bit more interesting. Um, at least you know. But, uh, <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, what what was your take on on the on the old greats like that? Do you think that's why so many people followed them? Yeah, yeah, they were just personalities, I think, and they didn't. I don't think they were exposed to the outside world as much. They lived in their F one bubbles. They lived with other drivers, and they were around other drivers, and they were around people that loved F one. So they had more of a chance to just talk about that. I think F one is almost bigger than motorsport at the moment, or has become. And mm -hmm. then some of the drivers either want to stay away from that or some want to move into superstar stardom. And I think yeah. Hamilton saw his opportunity to move into superstardom and thought it was a good idea. And then he, there's no real way of turning that back now. The, once the tap's turned on, you can't turn it off. And yeah, uh, yeah, he just has to deal with that now. So, I mean, yeah. as a driver, he is fantastic. There's no doubt about yeah. it. He's, he's running rings around everybody else and, and and still does which i think is a, is a mark of incredible character and an f1 ability amazing ability mm. but i remember when he came into formula one because he had that incredible season win in formula two 
Um, yeah. and, and and we kept hearing about these, I think it was in Turkey when he, he spun off on his first lap um, and he had to come back through the field and he finished second. Um, and it was a, it's, it's a great YouTube video to watch of how, how he overtook everybody. Uh, so yeah. when he came into Formula 1 in 2007, I remember we were watching him like crazy. And from the first go in, in, in Melbourne, he overtook Alonso, yeah. didn't he? <laughs> he was like, he went from fourth yeah. thing on the grid to second um, at the first corner and, and headed off um, away, you know, and made a real race of it. So we always thought that would be something. And I think like a lot of people mm. at, 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 in China in that year when he lost the, the title, when he went wide and ran onto the mm. gravel, and we could not believe it. Um, and also a year later in Brazil, when he managed to win the championship from finishing fifth, you know, yeah. it was an incredible um, run. But uh, but no, that's yeah. that's the thing. Now we've got a good question um, from Keith Will own you. Uh, it says, uh, are your families interested in racing at all? Um, or are they despairing um, with the amount of racing and GT sport that you all play? Uh, no, not remotely. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, no, my, my my child's too busy playing Fortnite yeah. Giant with the uh, in exile. <laughs> um, and Mrs. Furby, she's uh, too busy playing um what is it, Animal Crossing? <laughs> Animal Crossing. Yeah. She does she does get into it a little bit. I mean she's uh, she's suggested all the, the buying of the gear and stuff after my TGT broke, so it's always good to get a thumbs up from the from the better half. Yeah, right. definitely supportive. <laughs> not, I wouldn't say interested. <laughs> and, <laughs> um, yeah, and there was another question about how did we meet? Yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just on Grand Prismo Sport, mate. Just grinding I out. Don't the lie, mate. I, <laughs> I put it. I put an ad up on eHarmony. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. You, you, you clicked like, and then like, <laughs> yep. I no, sent a wink that. back. And, yeah, no, it, was, it was just through uh, GT Sport, so it was just on like Donkey Kong. Uh, YouTube, yeah, I'll, I'll probably say YouTube. I mean, I started watching, I started watching uh, iRacer GT through YouTube, and I think that's where I met, you know, pretty much everybody, and then. Um, yeah, found uh, Inks's channel, and you know, after a while, just got to talking and just um, hit it off pretty well. Pretty much had the same ideas, and both like to talk about five hours of dribble, dribble every day to each other, <laughs> which is yeah. why we thought we'd do a podcast to to record it. Although we should be recording some of the Discord chats, mate, because <laughs> yeah, because we keep we keep forgetting, mate, when the when the podcast comes along, we're like, what are we going to talk about today? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh. No, yeah, nah. Yeah, what what, what uh, did you say on Friday? Yeah. Oh, I don't yeah, know. Maybe you really do say, yeah, nah, by the way. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. nah, nah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, what was I thinking? I was, oh, I was somewhere. It's gone. E-Harmony, right. yep. Good. Yeah, yeah I, I like that one. Formula E-Harmony. Yes, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, that's that, that was hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> Sim Races, a love channel. <laughs> Make new friends, <laughs> but no, it, it is actually quite amazing though how you how you go into, especially as you see when you're watching like the the big racers that have been on YouTube for a long time, and then that's how you meet the community and all the chat, and then you see people coming back regularly, and then you end up talking to other people on on the chat, and it's great because then you yep. do build up, um, you know, uh, relationships and things, and then things spring off from that, which is really really good, you know, and uh, and it's it's quite that's how I got some of my guests to be fair. Um, yep. Because I said this is what I like to do, this is what I do with my show, and then people say, "Oh, 
how does that work? And they come along and watch it, and then eventually you try and get them on the show, um, which is always quite fun, you know. I did, I did bribe a few of them to come on, you know, I give them a wee super chat here yeah. and there and say, like, oh, would you come on the show? And they're like in front of 5,000 5, viewers, and they say yes, so you've got a few witnesses, you know, so <laughs> we're, all, we're all kind of yeah. working on things like that. But, um, well, you, you, you're doing yeah. a great job, Hugh. I mean, yeah, definitely you know, the best you job. Just, um, like you said, you've just got to reach out to yeah. uh, to anybody um, and not sort of be stuck in your own sort of yeah. region, your own game, and just uh, keep the respect there, of course. And yep, yeah, that was yeah, a big well, thing. It's for keeping so many people to meet people. Like I was, I was lonely and on Formula E harmony, and I just decided that YouTube, like. I'm not going to meet. Oh, I came you know, along, how do you mate. meet sim racers? I, I and so I didn't have any. Uh, yeah, no sim racing mates over here in New Zealand. So it was just like, and I'd never <laughs> done sim racing before. It was just, yeah, I just, I thought, oh, if I just start streaming, just start talking, someone that's remotely interested in sim racing will eventually say hi one day. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. And they do. And it's just, yeah, it's been such a wonderful community. I've met so many people. Pretty much, I would have, I think I've, met nearly everyone that's gone through the chat at least once so um yeah it's awesome to have all your support it's awesome to like do chats like this um yeah i don't know what else to say but it's been a really good experience in my uh couple of years of sim racing yeah, yeah just, keep, I, it, just keep it going mate just keep it going and yeah hello I to any of the new people in the chat that i haven't seen before just hit me up on uh, yeah on formula <laughs> e e harmony yeah, yeah look at my profile <laughs> so we've done some good ones tonight for sure but but, uh, but what i was going to say actually because obviously with your sim cadres you've been doing it for a little while now and um, what, what's your kind of plans for the show what are you hoping to kind of develop it into do you have are you going to eventually maybe do it on youtube as well and do a, a live stream perhaps or um, are you going to stick to podcasts? yeah some of the thoughts i've had like i would definitely like to do at least like oh. one live video a month i'd sort I of like heard any of this one. what's going yes, on who you've been talking to um yeah that's um it's it's all a work in process as we learn you know well everything's learning like first i had to learn how to youtube first i had to learn how to playstation and um yeah just meeting people finding formats finding time um yeah it's a work in there's progress. a there's a format a format for for dribble mate if we got a uh, format no, for dribble no <laughs> but um yeah definitely looking to move to video um, yeah, well, we'll figure that out eventually. I think. Yeah, Hugh, Hugh, Hugh will be able to help us out with that one. Yeah, I think. Yeah, Hugh's oh yeah, man, that's easy. Uh, yeah, you're always <laughs> welcome. Professional in the podcasting world. Hugh, Hugh, production manager, signed. Good stuff. What? Well, it's quite funny yeah. because I was trying to get Jimmy Broadbent to come on the show, and I've sent him an email, and he he said on his stream he would come on. So we're just hopefully going to try and sort out um, a, a time and a date. So if anybody knows them who's in the chat, and remind him yeah. I sent him his email. Um, but uh, uh, but he was saying. That he had seen the super gt interview so well, that's quite nice because at least some of these guys are beginning to see what's happening and seeing you know, they've seen your show and it's beginning to get out there um and and then they actually want to come on the show because for a first you know the first when you, when you start a podcast like this you're desperately hoping that someone's going to say yes and then they'll come, <laughs> you know you'll come on and it'll kind of work um, and some of the big guys in motorsport you know they're quite it's, it's quite a hard community to get into um and not so much the sim racing that they, they seem to be quite straightforward but like I've done a few kind of real racing drivers and rally drivers, and yeah. I had to go. This it was a, a wonderful interview and a wonderful guy, um, and the, the late Andrew Cohen. Um, he did the the this, this uh, it was a London to Sydney ten thousand mile race, 
and they know it takes them 10 days to do it. Um, yeah. But an incredible, uh, incredible experience and a lovely, lovely chap. Um, and I'd known him for about 30 years because he, he lived in Duns. Um, and he, yeah. back in 1988, he gave me a copy of the Autocourse um, Motorsport Manual, which were, yeah. you know, they're really rare. They had these amazing pictures and he signed it off to me because he knew my yeah, father, who was a doctor. And I, I found this recently and I thought, my goodness me, this book is, is amazing. And from Andrew Cowan, who ran the Mitsubishi Rally Team for so many years, um, you know, it was an incredible um, thing to get. So I, I, he was one of the first people I tried to interview. Um, and he said, oh, yes. And, and, and I knew, I thought, how am I going to even approach this guy? Because he's got his own museum. He's got his own, uh, you know, he's huge in motorsport. Um, and I thought, well, you know, is he even going to take me seriously? Um, and uh, so I managed to get through to him and for friends of a friend, we got connected. Uh, and he said, yes, just come to the house um, and uh, you can just do it there. And of course, I wasn't at all ready for that because I've only got a little <laughs> microphone and my mobile phone. So that's all I had. <laughs> Bro, mate, bro. <laughs> you phone in between you and just press record and start. <laughs> I hope you would come it, to mine, but it won't come to an old kind of council house wreck of a place, you know, to kind of come along and do an interview, you know. Um, but um, so I went to his house. It was this beautiful, beautiful place and estate. Um, and uh, I thought they wouldn't let me in the door at the gates, you know. But uh, so it was, it was, I had an old, because my old car was a Datsia Logan estate, which yeah. is, you know, it looked like a kind of Uber car, you know. So you just had. Uh, <laughs> turned up in this whole thing um, and uh, you know and so but it, it was absolutely lovely and his wife too was just so so nice um, and uh, and we did this wonderful chat um, and he and he talked you know he, he talked about his incredible racing career and all rallying career and he he was given a shot in the lotus you know jim clark drove um, and he was still quick but he just decided it wasn't for him so he turned yeah. it down you know and so wow. you're getting into these characters that were just I mean, to be racing at that time, they all knew all the greats, um, yep. and they were just like, oh yeah, they were, you know, they were just almost like family. Um, and uh, but he was seen as a good driver. I mean, if if Colin Chapman gives you a go in a in one of his cars, you got to yeah. think that's going to be worth something. You know, that's going to be, you know, they obviously thought it's, you know, you're worth a shot. Um, but uh, so no, that's how it kind of started. And then I hope I hope to do some more touring car drivers. I'd quite like to get people like John Cleland, who are big in British touring cars in the, in the yep. 90s and things like that and then get on to some of the the current touring car drivers as well i think they would be they would be great fun but um so because you were saying you've been interviewing uh, real racing drivers too and oh you did you have one last night or you've got who you you were interviewing somebody last night you were saying earlier yeah uh yeah we yeah we might as well share it uh digital car culture cliche from digital car culture um, oh, yes. yeah um yeah, we were just talking about uh, his new uh, magazine and, um, yeah, how he got into it, uh, what kind of games he's playing and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, no, that was um, it was really good, a lot of fun. That'll be out next Saturday, yeah. seeing as we're making this Simcaters episode number 16. Yep. So thanks for joining us, Hugh, on episode 16. <laughs> yeah. That's all right. That's I won't it. charge you. I won't charge you. Good, broke. That's what yeah. sim racers have in common. We're all broke, you see. We can barely afford a wheel, you know. <laughs> yeah. We're happy. We're a happy bunch, apparently. <laughs> yeah, definitely the happiest. Definitely the happiest. Um, uh, yeah, is so, yeah. Like, how about Keith's question here? That's an awesome question. Coming. Oh yes, you. about the Formula Two cars. I was just going to yeah. come on to that. If you were given the keys to a Formula Two car, how many laps could you do at Silverstone before crashing? Zero. Probably, yeah, probably. 
Probably gets three hundred meters, mate. Oh, I can't stand Silverstone. Sorry, I have a load, fellas. <laughs> I have a load cell pedal, and it's cranked up fairly heavy. And I'm gonna still say that when I put my foot on the brake of an F2 car, the brakes aren't gonna work. Uh, yeah, that's the thing. It's like a rock, isn't it? That's yeah. that's the first thing you notice when you do the the normal a uh, proper racing car is the brakes. Yep. You've really got to shove them um, yep. to to get any kind of uh, force at all into it. And that's yeah, I, haven't, I haven't been doing my squats, mate. So yeah, do Formula Two cars use hand clutches as well? Because I dare say I don't know how to use a hand clutch. So. Um, yes, they might do. But I, I heard a thing about that because I used to think, how on earth, how do you work out a biting point on a hand clutch? But it's yep. not like that. It's similarly loaded into the actual um, connector, so it just it it does that for you. So if you have to slip the clutch, um, and when you put the revs on and then and then release the button or release the paddle. Um, it automatically does the clutch control for you, um, and that's why they set it up on their way to the grid, um, so they oh, can choose their clutch. Really um, yeah, so because I thought, how does? Because I remember watching Martin Brundle driving the Ferrari F1 a few years ago, and he was quickly going over the the, 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 the all the paddles and things, and I thought, how does to do that? Because you've got to have one side was the clutch, the bottom paddle was the clutch, the top right was the semi-automatic um, to engage first gear, and I thought, how do you do any kind of um, clutch play with your left hand, you know, to be able to set the car off, but it's done automatically. So they just go, they just let it off, and then, it, and then as long as the revs are high enough, it should yeah. take away, you know. Yeah. But um, but I know it's the that's the fun. Have you ever yeah, driven? Yeah. Sorry, sorry, Carol. Oh, I do have the clutch experience. So I've got like a fully floating clutch in my GDR. Oh wow! So it's um, fairly outrageous. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, lots of revs, and just pop that clutch and see you later, mate, and you're good to go so uh yeah but uh yeah it puts people off people don't understand like how like because it's the input spline isn't joined to the clutch plates the clutch the clutch plates just free float on the splines and um yeah so it's really noisy and loud and clunky and like if you don't give it a bucket full of revs the cold car just like launches itself back and forward and tries to die um, <laughs> yeah but uh i used to love we've got a great i'm a big fan of alfa romeo um, and uh, in, in Britain, they sell the Giulietta, which is now quite an yep. old car. Um, yep. And they've got what they call the TCT gearbox in that. And I was at a company car driving day a, a few years back, um, and they had it with the, both the petrol <laughs> and the diesel engine. But with the petrol engine, it's fantastic because you, you, you click it in, and it's like an old style sequential gearbox, um, yep. and it just goes kunk. And honestly, <laughs> we're, we're in, the, in the car park, and you've got yep. all the different manufacturers, and Alfa Romeo had their kind of section. And every time you've, I just love to go to the, to, you come to the, the kind of give way bit, and then you would click it into first gear. I'll go out of gear just to yeah. click it back in because it just sounds <laughs> like a, a racing car when it goes, and then it kind of, and it goes, and then it goes off, you know, and it, and it kind of classes. It's almost got that first gear whine as it, as yeah. it kind of heads off um, into the distance. Um, and they were, they were so, so good. Um, but uh, have you ever, any of you guys ever driven a real racing car as well, or like a kind of like a single seater, like a driving experience or anything like that? No, uh, not that kind of stuff. But I've done rally cars. All right, no, huh? yeah. I not. I was a co-driver for a rally. Um, wow. So like Lancer Evos, Rexes, and yeah, other stuff. And they all had like uh, floor mount pedal boxes and all the jazz. Like so, trying to drive them with clutches that are, um, yeah, all like two way. LSDs like the center LSDs all locked and the fronts are two-way LSDs and stuff like trying to move them um, yeah. from and still becomes fairly difficult on the bitumen. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's the same sort of deal. 
big rotary idle things, give them buckets and buckets of revs, drop that clutch and just Off pray that it moves. And once it starts <laughs> moving, just make sure make sure you don't let it stop moving because otherwise you won't be going anywhere anytime soon. But uh, yeah, the, but no real race cars per se. Like I did drive a Lamborghini once. That was pretty – you can tell that that was just set up to um, just feel like a race car. So like you said about that gear change, every time you change the gear, like the whole seat would just smack you in the back of the head. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. I don't think this car needs to do that, but <laughs> you know, do it to let you know that you let you know you spent three hundred or four hundred thousand dollars on the car. So, How about you, Furby? Have you have you been in any kind of big racing cars or things like that? Uh nothing too too flashy. I mean, I think everybody's done a rally experience ah, before. Great fun. Uh, in a, in a Mitsubishi and uh, an old My 99 WRX. We didn't do too too good in the uh, the rally. But we used to do the track days, of course, in in uh, my own cars. Um, so I spent I used to spend a lot of money on cars. So I think the first one I spent a lot of money on was uh, Nissan Pulsar oh, yeah. triple, triple S N14. And we, we ripped the engine out of that and put in a bluebird triple s u13 det uh gtir bonnet uh front mount intercooler t25 turbo yeah and, uh, i think we're doing quarter mile times of about 12 12.5 wow on that and um yeah then got the wrx and started doing track days down at sandown as well oh wow right race, race track down here skid pan stuff um and then it was just costing too much money yeah, no, that's it. It yeah, can be expensive. Much, uh, you know, the little Jim Carner sort of stuff that you could do, yeah. Rota Carner sort of stuff through the witches hats. It was just, um, I mean, even though it was through uh, your WRX club and the the Nissan club, etc., you did find at the end of the day it was just uh, adding up to a quite a, a high yearly cost, and uh, yeah. there were there were probably better things to spend the money on eventually. <laughs> Well, I remember I did a couple of, of race days years ago and with my good friend Jonathan, who's in the chat there tonight, um, we went down to Donington Park uh, and this was two weeks before uh, the, the European Grand Prix at Donington, you know, when Senna won it. Um, so they were preparing the track and getting all the banners up and all the stuff, you know, the, uh, above the garages, they were, they were getting the F1 team names and all the kind of stuff was going up. Um, and it was the Jim Russell School of Racing and I, was, I just had my 18th birthday. Um, so I went down with Jonathan and his, and his father um and uh, we did it was it was 100 pounds for the whole day and you got to drive a single seater uh it was a Vauxhall astra gte you got some go-karts um and a couple of others so it was like an amazing package for what it was all those years ago um and the best bit was uh, was when you got to drive the single seaters and it was like a formula Vauxhall lotus and i remember because when i was that when i was 18 i was a lot thinner than i am now <laughs> uh, dramatically thinner um and the, the guy yeah, who was we teaching, all were, mate yeah it was and the funny thing was there's a whole bunch of us there's about 15 of us and then we were split into two groups um and the guy there was two instructors and they all looked and i thought why are they looking at us and they said right you you lot you go in those cars and you lot go in those cars um and he, the, the thinner people were allowed to go in the Vauxhall lotus and the fatties were told to go in the form of the Vauxhall because it was a bit bigger and easier to get into so at that time i was actually able to get into the, the Vauxhall lotus which was a wee bit um because it was more cramped um, but it was quite an experience, and I remember I, I videoed it. My mate John, he had, he had his all his you know Sony cam thing, and he was videoing me go down the the Donington Loop as he went round and round. And he tried to do a Frank Williams 
impression and he said yes we'll be signing him up next season and on this and we took it back to school because i was still at school at this i was in the sixth form um, and we put it on and the headmaster honestly believed i'd been signed up for williams and i went up and i had to i had to kind of take this certificate because I, like i'd come last and all day you know they give you a certificate in the end because i wasn't very good and and, uh, and so he said oh no we'll have you up at assembly so i had to go up in assembly and say well done we'll be looking forward to your career in motor racing and so on and nothing ever came of it but uh, you know so, <laughs> but uh, but it was great it was great fun and you know the thing is some of these big youtubers um the the the, the motor racing uh, like well, Renault, they did a thing where i think it was um uh, seen through glass you know the guy and then also jimmy broadbent i think he's done it and also the um, the guy who does what the f1 is it my thing of gallagher is it mark gallagher what's his name the one who does all the kind of formula one videos um, they yeah. took him to Renault. Renault invited them all, and they allowed yeah. they they gave them a shot in a in a detuned uh, Renault F1 car with a V8 engine around oh. Paul Ricard. So we could yeah. be there. Give us oh, a few you years. Never know, do you, eh? Give us a few years. You never know what's going to happen. Man. Yeah, there's just so much more. Uh, I think better opportunities for stuff like that in Europe, where you are. Um, <laughs> in a, in Australia, there's nothing. I mean, New Zealand's heaps better than Australia for for car car yeah. culture and and going to the track. Uh, Australia's just too much of a nanny nation at the moment yeah for, yeah for all that sort of stuff and yeah it had a great history I mean I remember watching the Adelaide the Grand Prix from Adelaide right yeah. back in 1986 watching yeah. Mansell's tire blow and they were phenomenal races uh really incredible races uh, and was it not I think it was in 92 in 92 there was a big race between Senna and Mansell and they crashed on the final corner coming into the the, the start finish street um but uh, so you know you get murray walker and james hunt do great commentary on these phenomenal yep. races but yeah they don't I, I don't i mean obviously you're in melbourne do you think the melbourne track is is better than than adelaide or what do you think of the grand prix at the moment in in melbourne um i think for formula one the melbourne track is better uh for but i don't know there's something about the adelaide track I mean, especially when there's a supercar on it. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's got some crazy, crazy blinders in there. Um, I mean, who who knows how much longer uh, Albert Park will be be around for um, yeah. for Formula it, One? I think it's bad, it? Are they are they kind of thinking about not renewing? But it would be a pity to see it go. Hey. Certainly. They do threaten not to sign up, and then all of a sudden, like at the last oh, minute, yeah, they sign, they sign up. Five years at yeah. the time. Um, yeah, Adelaide yeah, was great. It seemed to have more challenging corners, and the first few corners were fantastic. Um, big curbs and all sorts. I, mean, I know there were some big accidents, but I'm sure these yep. days you could probably make it a bit safer in terms of yeah, track safety and that. Because Adelaide had one of them blind, flat-out corners where you used to do about 300 k an hour. Well, yeah. they've dulled that off now they keep reprofiling that one back and back and back so it's not as blind and not as fast yeah um, yeah but, but it was, yeah i think that it's that a good growth taken it was that's good the, taken that's the thing yeah. with with adelaide it's uh you know it's a race it's a racetrack uh albert yeah. park's just a bit of road that you know oh, of course man and <laughs> it's just yeah. it's it's not proper proper racetrack material yeah. really um street course for f1 cars they, they haven't always been the yeah, greatest it's like monaco, tracks. It? Mon yeah it's more mm. the atmosphere of monaco rather than the race at monaco usually that kind of makes people watch it i think well there's this there's, there's history there for for that this yeah. is 
this is Albert Park, mate, where you can go sit and feed the pigeons and have a smoke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's Melbourne. Yeah, I, yeah, I was going to say, we haven't, we haven't done much in uh, the way of motorsport since Brabham, I don't reckon, unfortunately. Still living on his coattails, mate. Yeah. Early constructor, what is it? Three world championships, one he's one in his own car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. those days yeah. are long gone, and it just yeah, like New Zealand is much more open to motorsport than it feel, than Australia ever was while I was there. Um, mm. It's much more of a daily life thing here. You can get on the racetracks heaps cheaper. They'll do like in Oz if you want to do a track day, you've got to like pay for a full day over here. You can just do a half day. You can run up, rock up in your car, no license. And it's like yeah, yeah we, after like two hours session need, or whatever. We need cams, so. cams license most of the time. Yeah, that's like yeah, a two-day, seven hundred, eight hundred dollar expedition just to be able to. I mean, that's yeah. what I was paying to get onto to Sandown. I mean, even if you yeah. rock up with your own car, it's you've still got to have safety features on your mm. on your road car. Um, yeah, a lot a lot of the time, people weren't passing, just paying all this money and not able to get yeah. on track. So. Aye, aye. So no, that's that's the thing, isn't it? But uh, now, Banana Josh has said, "What about Schumacher and Hill in 1994 at Adelaide?" Of course. Get a bananas. Get a bananas. How you going, buddy? Banana. That was a fantastic race. I I remember watching that live, and uh, oh, I was like, I was so annoyed, so upset. And it was like it was such a coming together, and you kind of yeah. think Hill had that chance, and he would have he would have won it. He was putting the pressure on Schumacher. And really, Schumacher went off, hit the wall, and then came yeah. back on. And probably that was the end of his race. But yeah. with uh, that determined kind of way, he took, <laughs> took him off. Um, but I'm always kind of amazed that he, he, he kind of got away with that, really. Because I think yeah. nowadays, they would never have gotten away with that. It was such a clear kind of uh, coming yeah. together. Yeah. yeah, yeah that was old school, old school was, stuff, mate. I, think, yeah. I can't remember what podcast I was listening to recently, but it was a podcast of Schumacher before his F1 days when he was racing for Mercedes. And I think it was on the Nordschleifer. Oh, and, yeah. Um, and he took out, he took out whoever was driving the Jag silk cut on his qualifying lap. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah he took. Yeah, so you know about that? I'd never heard about that. No, no, no. I, 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 oh. There was a rumor. I, I think I'd heard that, uh, that all I'd heard was that, yeah, he had some major coming together with the Jag. Yeah. Here. Yeah, so like the, the driver of the silk cut car was the guy on the podcast. Don't remember his name. Don't remember, but he was saying he was coming. He was flying along, and Schumacher had made a mistake on his qualifying lap, and he saw him coming in his mirrors, and he sort of just moved out of the way to like let him pass, and then as he's coming past, he just swerved back and took out his front end, and just really? like yeah, this silk cut car reckons he would have put it on pole. I can't remember who the driver was, and he said that he just tried to kill me. And then he goes back to the pits and tries to fight him. And he's just yeah. like, you can't just take out cars, mate. You can't just like. <laughs> and so apparently it was in his blood from early on, the old Schumacher. Just didn't like being beaten. Sounds yeah. like sounds like GT Sport. I was going to say, sounds yeah. like exactly. round, <laughs> round two. There you go. When do you, when do you think professional fast drivers don't get yeah. grumpy? Yeah, I can definitely, definitely I can definitely get first position on this first corner. Yeah, so you can definitely as, as I'm C1. sitting in sixteenth, turn one. Yeah. Oh, there's a gap. There's a gap. Go for it. Sixteen cars. Well, you see, that's yeah. our motto. You see, we win the race at the first corner. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Our race driver show. That's what we are. It was actually Jonathan that came up with that one. Uh, yeah, we the race day. But, that's the only uh, way to win yeah. it, mate. Hit and run. Just get out of there. <laughs> Throw it in there and keep driving. 
Yeah. You'll be and right. Luffy okay. says we want Mathis with the longer straight back. We definitely want that longer straight back. The chaser's got to go. Get rid of the chase and now just put a put the world's biggest sandpit at the end of what the original um, Conrod, and then we'll yeah, the really see how the engines go. So. The, chase is, the chase just seems a lot more dangerous anyway. Close, I mean, yeah, it's, down there. it's always the chase. Many, is that the bit when you turn right? Yeah, where the end it goes right, and then you turn back you left. Got the and then you, get, ah, you got the chicane. Yeah. So I think at the street just went longer, and then was it yeah. a sharp right, or what was it at the end? Yeah. And they got rid of it because some bloke came down there and didn't have any brakes and just hit the wall at the end of the road. But these days, I think uh, you just bulldoze that wall and just put a big yeah. sandpit there. You yeah, and the boys come down there full noise, mate. So that would yeah, be so awesome. I've seen, be I've seen more crashes with the with with the chase, mate. Definitely. Yeah, because it's dodgy because it's a flat out right hander, and then it's a dodgy yeah. chicane. If you hit the curbs, you go. You quite yeah. often it just throws yeah. the car away, doesn't it? Yeah. That, uh, no, it's quite I don't a, know if a, it was that same silk cut guy I listened to his podcast, but there was a bloke I was listening to recently who was saying they did 440 kilometers an hour down the Mulsan back in the late 80s. 440 k an hour on the Mulsan. That was a bit 250 that, an hour. Yeah, yeah. Like, how do you, how, yeah. like, no wonder they had to put all those chicanes in. You couldn't. Yeah. That's unbelievable. When you look at the streets, it's just catch fencing and armco and trees yeah. on yeah. the street. So if you're going down, especially at night time, you know, people oh. can't see you coming. <laughs> and if they yeah. hear you coming, but by the time they hear you, it's dead anyway. So in that sense, it's quite an incredible um, experience, really. But now yeah. here's a good question for you both. And I'll let Furby, you go. You can go first this time if you like. What has been your worst penalty? It could be recent or a while, mate. In GT Sport, What's been your worst occasion of getting a dodgy penalty? Uh, I don't know, mate. I don't really take much. Uh, I don't really take much notice of all the penalties, seeing as they they don't really happen that often with me. Not not blowing my own trumpet, but I think <laughs> early, I think earlier on. Oh, geez, I don't know. Worst penalty. I've probably clocked up a maybe a fifteen second penalty. Just. When you crack the, when you get a bit grumpy, and <laughs> when you get a little bit upset, decide that oh well, hang on, I'll you gave me a nudge, I'll give you a nudge. Bananas remembers when I gave him a bit of a nudge, and we had a had a bit of a race, and there was a bit of pushing and shoving, and then before I crossed the line, I just turned left into bananas, and then he turned <laughs> turned right into me. Uh, but we had a good laugh about it afterwards. But I was pretty grumpy. <laughs> <laughs> how about you james because yeah, obviously you're used to these penalties answer, oh, sorry the hang on can i can i actually finish that I, i've just remembered yeah <laughs> I, so... do, I quite do remember being murdered by um a mr nx isle on sukuba um ah. i think there was only three laps to go and i, I did kind of get in front not very cleanly but um yeah, thanks, thanks for that, buddy. It was lag, mate. It was no, lag. No, no, it wasn't, mate. You, you bumped and bumped and run. Oh, I think I just murdered him. Oh, anyway. <laughs> anyway, I'll just win this race. All right, sorry about that. You're down. Yeah. No, it's, yeah, I forget about the penalties straight away. I try not to think about them too much. Um, I obviously get upset if I, like, lose a race. The only one I can think of is, I think, my stream from Monday night or Wednesday night, I got a penalty and lost a race but uh, like i don't they're the first things i forget i guess i try not to relive the bad moments um yeah it's a mark of a professional 
mind over matter, isn't it? So that yeah. you're not you're not thinking about the negative, you're thinking about the positive and yeah, getting you just got to get on with it. I mean, it's expected, I think, you know. But I mean, GT Sport still is probably one of the best multiplayer racing yeah. games yeah. just to, to get in. There's always going to be people playing. Um, right. I mean, yeah. you, you don't get you don't get that with any other game. I mean, even on yeah. PC, yeah. ACC, it's, it's like a, anyway, it's good, isn't it? It's hit yeah. on this. So yeah. Yeah, GT for the win. No, I quick question for you. Sure. Um, because uh, one of my other co-hosts, Andrew Marr, was uh, bringing up the, the question earlier. Because you've both had the T or you, I mean, so you've had the T three hundred wheel, and you've also had a G twenty nine wheel. Was that correct? I've had a, yeah. a, a G twenty nine and a CSL Elite. A CSL Elite. Um, has any of you had the TS three hundred wheel, which is the first master? One, I think, is no, it, is I've I've nope. I've had the G29, and then I went to TGT, and then I went to CSL Elite. Ah, right. Now the CSL Elite, that one is that like one of the direct drive wheels, isn't it? Is it um is it a so you have to get you have to get a, a special box for that, or is that one that you can easily get? Which one? The, the, the CSL CS Elite. Elite. Is that a one that you clip on and clip off? that one or is that a different or am i getting confused uh, it's like the entry level fanatec wheel all right, it's, right, right yeah it's like the it's yeah it's just is it a direct it's a drive driven wheel it's i oh, think it's driving. it's expensive if you're like if you're looking at your first wheel i would consider it expensive if you're looking at if you're looking at upgrading from your beginner wheel i would suggest it's the probably the next step um yeah you'd start at I think you would start at either a T300 or a G29, and then I would guess you would move to the CSL Elite if you wanted to take the next step. And uh -huh. then from there, I think the world's your oyster. It's just money. How much money do you want to spend? Yeah. Um, yeah so I noticed, more... I noticed earlier, Loopy was asking that um, about the TG, the TGT, um, seeing as that I've I've had the TGT and now moved on to the CSL Elite. Um, it's it's going to be personal preference loops. Yeah. Um, TGT was made for GT Sport. Um, I got it at a good price of only a thousand. It's it's definitely not worth sixteen hundred out in Australia, just for what you're getting. I mean, I've I've paid a roughly that same price to get V3 load cell pedals, the CSL Elite, two steering wheels. Yeah, um, yeah. you can't you can't beat the quality of the CSL. The TGT gives you a rumble. That's it, mm -hmm. and it's plastic. Um, yeah. It's still a great it's still a great wheel, but not for not for the retail price. There's just you want to get load cells for that. There's another four hundred bucks. So that's a two thousand dollar wheel. Yeah, that's not yeah, that's so not it's... worth two thousand dollars. There's just no way. Yeah, not not when you can go up against the CSL Elite at like thirteen hundred for load cells and yeah exactly like even like your your setup i mean you you can buy the the standard csl elite pedals and then get the load cell attachment and you're still going to have a better better pedal set than the stock tgt and you're yeah. going to have money in your pocket so yeah you know, ten... yeah so that's the thing isn't it but yeah. uh so what would be your ultimate uh sim rig you know if you could put the whole thing together what would you have? Because there's lots of really good designs now. You've got things like the V-Rig. You've got like uh, play seats. You've got, um, what's the other one? Uh, track racer. There's quite a few out there um, that they've got like next level racing. Um, is there anyone in particular that, that would take your fancy 
and you would quite like to get? I've got like a track racer, I can't remember, but the current one I think is the TR8. That's the one that I really like. I like it's aesthetically pleasing and I think they've upgraded it enough um, mm -hmm. that the weaknesses that the one before it that I have. Um, is that the one that, uh, is that the one Chad? What's Chad? No, I think he got the TR180, which is oh, okay. like the aluminium block one that you build. Yeah. Um, yeah, the sort of one. Um, and then the wheel, I would just like a podium, like I really want a podium just to see if it gives me any more feeling than what I have now in the CSL Elite. Um, I'm sort of stuck playing consoles. I don't have a PC or a computer mm -hmm. um, to play any of the other console games. Um, yeah, so I don't really, can't really comment on that side of things, but apparently there's plenty of other direct drive stuff on PC that's cheaper and more competitive um, and pedal sets that are more competitive than some of the Fanatec gear. But yeah. I think they've really solidated their PS, their PlayStation sort of setup um, ah. as far as being competitive at GT Sport. If you want like the top level gear, it's, um, yeah, you've got to get the podium. And um, yeah, then I guess the rig is just personal preference. Yeah, so ah. Chad Rice is just saying TR, but <laughs> it was like TR 180, but maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, so and then there's just a TR8 as well, which is sort of like a tube chassis sort of thing. Yeah, um, the track racer all... stuff looks really impressive. Yeah. I noticed that that uh, the Amazon uh, Thea uses a track racer, um, yeah. and she did a thing a video about that, and it does it does look really good. I like the V rig because it, it changes the the, yep. the type, so you can have Formula One, you can have a, Gra a Gran Turismo style car, um, or you can have a rally car as well, and the whole setup changes as you as you would do it. And I think yeah. in, in Europe it's only like nine hundred ninety nine euros. Which is really yep. not bad for what you get Bargain. for your money, you know. But um, it's but, yeah. all it's all going to be subjective anyway. I mean, whatever yeah. whatever works for you, it's there's no right or wrong in any of this. I mean, I, yeah, I can yeah. sit here and say the the CSL Elite is the greatest. Someone else might sit in it and go, "No, I prefer prefer my TGT." I've had both wheels, and I mm. I loved them both. I do miss my TGT, but as yeah. for sim rigs, I mean, I, I love seeing dudes that think like. Stephen Scott's just written, you know, do it yourself rigs. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's some guys that have made some amazing uh, DIY rigs just out of, I don't know, it's like MacGyver, a toothpick and <laughs> some, yeah. some, yeah. some, some sticky like tape, the and they, yeah. they look comf comfy as. So, uh, you know, whatever, whatever works for you, man. Yeah. Well, yeah. would you believe it? We've been going for an hour and a half. Uh, so, <laughs> no, just getting, yeah, just getting warmed up, mate. Just getting warmed up. <laughs> what do you reckon? We're, just we're gonna probably going to have to call. <laughs> we were definitely going to have to do this again and make a part yeah. two. Um, it's been absolutely fantastic uh, to have you on the show and to do a bit of a collaboration. So what's your next show? So you can plug your show for all our viewers and your community there. What's the big next show that you're doing? So they can get ready yeah, for that. Digital Car Culture. We've got an interview coming out with Digital Car Culture. Um, he talks to us about his latest web magazine, um, all the games and all the issues and all the different uh, ways that you can do sim racing, uh, which is a bit of a, a bit of an eye-opener for someone like myself who's very narrow in what sim racing is. It's called Gran Turismo Sport and you do it on a PlayStation 4. Um, <laughs> It's, cops and robbers yeah. mate cops yeah. and robbers <laughs> yeah there's a whole other world out there from uh so it's like under, talking about 
it's the underground cinematography and like uh cruising and cruise nights and what games you can use to um just broaden your horizons like if you're not into racing that night what game do you plug in and what do you do and yeah so right. all that kind of stuff gets covered it's really it's uh really interesting and if you haven't already planned to get him on the show i dare say you should probably add him to your yes. list of people to talk to. so it- and it's funny that you said that that's who you were interviewing yesterday because I got an email from him just literally a couple of days ago. Uh, oh, so we've been in talk. So yeah, so we're going to hopefully uh, get him on the show and see. No, what he's a great. He's a, he's a great guy. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's great to see the as you say the expansion of sim racing and all its different ways and different you know people's different perspectives and and how people are doing it. You know, he's he's got a magazine going, which is great. Because obviously it's a it's an online one. Um, because in this day and age, it's quite hard to get a, a magazine launched, uh, let alone yep, make it yeah, successful. Definitely. So it's great to see people having a go, and so and especially about sim racing and that kind of thing. Yep. Um, and so that should be fun. But uh, we've got our Christmas special on this Thursday, um, and we've got Rory Alexander. So yes, he is is coming on the show. We've also got Basic Ollie. and we've got Kirith Cart coming back on Ooh, as well. Say, big some big lists. Mate, yeah, how do you get all these big names? Yeah, what are, yeah. Hey, Inks, you, what do we got? What do we got going? Um, uh, have, you, uh, have you talked to Chad? Chad would love to have a chat with you. Yeah, I'm going to dob Chad him in Ross. right now. Get Chad. Get Chad. Chadsky on there. Yeah, yes, definitely. I, I, I would love to. Yeah, I was going to say I'm yeah. He's uh, blowing up on the Twitch down under. So um, yeah, yeah. Well, tell definitely. him I'm interested. Tell him I'm absolutely yep. open. I'll, I'll have uh, you know I'm more than more than happy. Um, Chad, I'm yep, looking for. <laughs> yeah, yep. if he's watching or if you're in contact with him just let him know um and yep. uh, we're on the discord so if he's on you can always send me a message on the discord you know and, I'll, and I'll, we I'll we will be we will be having a our, our christmas special is going to be with chad rice um, <laughs> so that that'll be another great channel i mean great episode talking about uh, hot dogs and what else <laughs> i don't i don't think we talk much about sim racing it's just about <laughs> Eating hot dogs and shopping for video games. So. <laughs> no, that's the thing. That's the thing. And in terms of how did I manage to get them on? Well, I I, I get all the kind of um, all the bad stuff that are not like that. I bribed them. I, I find all the dirt, <laughs> and then they say, unless you come on the show, we'll expose you for this, that, and the next thing. But no, it's uh, no. They've all been really, really good. Actually, um, it's 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 fantastic to. Uh, it's, you just got to reach out, um, and in time, people come on the show. You know, which is great. Yeah, um, that's yeah, it. Yes, keep it going. Yeah, you just keep finding out every day. There's just too many nice people around. It's um, yeah, it is one lovely community. And, well, that's what uh, yeah, needs to be. That's us. what needs to be promoted, man. Like the good side of <laughs> of sim sim racing, man. Yeah, Chad, yeah. This <laughs> Chad's in there. He's in. He's in the chat there. Just saying. So send me an email. Um, if you uh, hughattrick at gmail dot com, um, and we'll Perfect. get we'll get things sorted out, and um, that would be fantastic because we can definitely get things sorted into the new year. Um, I know there was another chap who was who was uh, looking to come on the show as well earlier on, um, so we'll get all these uh, all these guys coming on in the early new year um, and go on from there. But look, it's been an absolute pleasure uh, to do a collaboration tonight, and it's thanks it's, you it's to see what yeah, you're doing over is, there with the awesome. Sim Cade. Appreciate I wish it, you mate. all the best. You're very thanks. welcome. I wish you all the best. Thanks for being on Sim Sim Cade's episode 16, mate. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> yeah, all the northern hemisphere, mate. Just know that uh, it's beautiful down here in the southern hemisphere, mate. When you're chilling, chilling up, laying down, it's, it's, um, yeah, it's we're going to be cracking. I'm wearing a t-shirt. Now, I'm wearing mate. a t-shirt. It's warm enough in my house where I can wear a t-shirt. That's about uh, as good you got, as it you got this. You've got the heater on, mate. I know you have. Yeah. <laughs> you had your son fun forty. Now it's our turn. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, you uh, take care. Have a wonderful weekend. Yeah. Enjoy the you rest too, of mate. Weekend. Thanks have to everybody in the chat. And you, Thanks, Will. Thanks, Will. I'll finish up there, but stay on the line just now. But for everyone who's been watching here on the Car Sim and Race Driver Show with the Simcade, a great collaboration indeed. A, a fantastic thanks to Furby and to NXL. It's been great to have you on the show. And remember, drive past and try not to crash. And if you can, win the race at the first corner. Take care and make sure you come back for our show on Thursday with our Christmas special. Bye just now.